Hoy en Radio Gamerhead. There's a mariachi band in my neighbor's backyard, so they're going to be joining us for the show. There's literally a mariachi band in Charlie's neighbor's backyard. Uh, so, 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 Radio Gamerhead starts now. <laughs> oh. uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, to Gamerhead Radio. Uh, I am Charlie uh, uh, Le Technotronicorn Worthley. I don't know. Is that you? Candy Mountain, Charlie? I am uh, <laughs> Jonathan. No, Juanathan Santiago, a.k.a. <laughs> AKA Fallen Fling. We're the villains, come on! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as welcome to one, episode 185 of Gamerhead Radio. This is going to be distracting the heck out of me all night, so I apologize in advance for, uh, for, for, the, for the derping I'm, I'm Oh, it's I'm fucking amazing, man. It is. It's awesome. Um, and okay, so so it, it is currently eight twenty three p.m. where we are here. So hopefully they. Um, I, I don't think they can go past nine. So I'm, I'm going to try and mute uh, when John's talking. But uh, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, aside, so so John, how, how's your week been? It has been um, really. What, how how's the best way for me to put this? It has been a slippery fuck face. Uh, this week has been really unpleasant, man. Like it's very much a Murphy's Law kind of week. Um, the short version that, you know, just to give everybody a, an idea, last week after the episode ended, we were supposed to play Grand Theft Auto together, and I had planned to do that with Charlie and Goat. They played Grand Theft Auto online um, while I tended to my screaming son who peed all over himself in his sleep uh, and then had to put him in the bath, and then by the time all of that was tended to and taken care of. That is, that is not an exaggeration, right? No. Your son literally peed all he over himself. Well, here's the thing, um, without being too graphic. My son, my son's packing mad heat, and so he can actually pull his his bit up out of the top of his diaper with the diaper all the way on. And so, like sometimes, he'll like pull his piece out in his sleep, and he'll just piss in his face. <laughs> so he like you know he like pulls it up out of the diaper strap and pees all over himself, and gets everywhere in the bed, his his bed clothing, his face, his uh, hair, and then he needs a bath. Fortunately, this does not happen very often. Thank God. Um, but I spent, uh, the remainder of my free time for the evening, uh, cleaning urine from my son because I love him at some juncture. I expect he will listen to episode 185 of Gamerhead radio in his life and understand just how much I love him. God damn it. Um, that was how my week, (laughs) how my week started and it just proceeded to snowball into, um, into a garbage, garbage can of hot water. That's what we'll call it. Um, that was my week. My air conditioner hot, fucking hot went out. Hot yellow water. Hot yellow water. You know, pissy garbage stank water. Um, my, my air conditioner went out. Um, so since Charlie's apologizing for having a mariachi band playing in the background, if anybody hears this stupid fucking box fan on the floor next to me, um, I apologize in the audio uh, recording. But uh, yeah, my air conditioner went out. And then the, the short version is is I I've have been in a four-day battle with the company ABT, ABT, ABT. Um, to get them to fix this fucking air conditioner, which is still under factor warranty. Um, but yeah, it's it's not been a good week at all, man. Uh, just horrible problems with my internet uh, and so on. Just, just a shit week. You guys don't want to hear about that, though. You came here to the, listen to us talk about video games, which are happy things most of the time. Um, so yeah, that was my week. Charlie, how about you? Tell us about your week. Well, for my... Uh, for, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be 
dancer there's over the here. Band, like, there's the band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 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 so in my weekly Ciderfest update this last week, we announced the um, uh, the 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 total of twelve musicians. Now they're going to be at uh, Ponyville Ciderfest, and uh, and an exciting difference um, from what we normally have. Half of them are actual live performing musicians and not just DJs, um, which is uh, what we normally have. So normally we have, um, you know, uh, yeah, pretty much every like anime and, you know, fandom convention like this, I think pretty much has uh, has your typical rave slash dance. Um, and, uh, and pony cons are no different. And uh, in previous years of Cider Fest in Winnie City, um, we've had, uh, we, we have had live acts before the shakeups and Ponyville being one that I've mentioned a couple times on the show. But, um, the uh, um, it's it's always been maybe like one or two like performing acts and then like ten DJs. This year we have six performing acts like musicians or bands and uh, and six DJs and uh, and uh, yeah. So so for, yeah, for those of you who are just joining, I'm looking at the chat. Um, uh, no, the the mariachi band is not one of the performers that'll be at Cyberfest. <laughs> although I may ask them, they're not horrible. Um, you might have to at yeah. this point. Um, but. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, I won't bore you guys with the details on that. If anybody's interested, they all, they're all up on the PonyvilleSliderFest.com. But, um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, really looking forward to having much more of a concert than we normally have, which, which will be pretty cool because, uh, you know, everybody here on the show is musicians. And so, um, you know, I definitely, um, not to say I don't have respect for DJs and all them, but I have a lot more respect for people to actually play an instrument on stage, if you understand what I mean when I say that. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then, um, but yeah, that, that, that's been about it. And just, um, you know, I think we're seven weeks away from, from con now. So things are ramping up and things are starting to get busy. But um, um, yeah, no, aside from that, um, just to remind people that may have missed, uh, missed the mentions of previous shows, Goat is not here this week. Um, he is out on tour with, uh, with Dope and a few other acts. And um, they're actually doing uh, some, well, I don't know if I can say actually, so I won't say, but um, he, uh, he, had, he had some plans come up. That um, that prevented him from joining the show tonight. So we're expecting that to happen a few times um, across the tour because that's how tours work. It'd be weird if that didn't happen. Um, but uh, but yeah. So um, tonight it's just going to be John and myself, and um, you know, just uh, just two grumpy old folks talking about some video games. That so, is exactly so. what we are. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I mentioned that. Um, you know that uh, that the band was distracting me, and that that uh, has successfully made me forget about pulling up the releases. So give me a sec while I do that. Yeah, <clears throat> of of which I don't think uh, when I glanced at releases for the week, I don't think there's a ton coming out right now. Well, so um, so let's see. On Monday, September twelfth, Iron Fish is coming out for PC. That's where we start. So if that gives you any indication, Iron Fish. I'm going to assume that's. I don't know what to make out of that. Um, on uh, Tuesday, September thirteenth, Bioshock: The Collection is getting a release on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So if you miss playing those games on older gen systems, you can now play them. I don't believe that they that they did anything to them. I think they're just straight ports. For uh, for PS4 and Xbox One, but mm -hmm. I, I may be wrong on that. But uh, but yeah, no, um, definitely good that people will be able to play those games on on current gen systems. Dead Rising Triple Pack, oh, another collection coming out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Don't Starve Together, oh, a game coming out on PS4. Uh, Meek, that's M E I Q, uh, Labyrinth of Death coming out on the Vita. NASCAR Heat Evolution coming out on the PS4. Never Ending Night coming out on the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. NHL 17 coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 coming out on the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. Psycho Pass Mandatory Happiness. I need to look this one up. Coming out yeah, on the PS4. I do, too. 
Um, Pro Evolution Soccer 2017 coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, the PS3, the 360, and the PC. ReCore is getting its release finally on the Xbox One and the PC, and that's one of those first um, Xbox Everywhere games. So meaning if you buy it on Xbox One or PC, you get to play it on the other one for free, which is kind of cool. Um, Rive Riv, I remember I had trouble with this one last week, and I, didn't, I, I still don't know what the correct pronunciation <laughs> is. R-I-V-E, I'm just going to go with, I think last week, last week I said Riv, so to be fair, this week I'm going to say Rive. At least I'll be right one of the times. Coming out on Xbox One, PS4, Wii U, and PC. Slain, Back from Hell on the PS4. The Witness is coming out on the Xbox One. And uh, Vex is coming out on the PC. I'm sorry, I need to back up. The Witness is coming out on the Xbox One. I was not aware that was going to be a thing. Yeah, me either, actually. Um, uh, no, live Googling, live Googling. Uh, yeah, currently, um, yeah, no. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Windows, and iOS. Oh, there's going to be an iOS release. I guess that doesn't surprise me. It could easily run it. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, no, I was under the impression that was a platform exclusive. Good to see I was wrong. Probably timed exclusive. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, clearly timed, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and and uh, Vex, I don't remember if I said Vex is coming out on the PC. Uh, good to see Villain Vex is getting her own game finally. Yes, um, yes. All that is Tuesday, September 13th. On Wednesday, September 14th, event O. Evento, it's coming out of the PC and the Mac. That's event, and then inside the square brackets, a lowercase o. Just, I, people, ah, guys, you know, if, if, you, if this is the gimmick you have to rely on to sell your game, is giving it freaking weird spellings that nobody can pronounce, it's not going to be a good game. That's um, Thursday, September 15th, Fractured Space is coming out on PC. And then on Friday, September 16th, Mount and Blade Warband. It's coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Adrift with a number one in place of the I, for some reason, is coming out on the Xbox One. And uh, Dragon Quest VII, Fragments of the Forgotten Past, is coming out on the 3DS. Uh, looking to the future, Tuesday, September 20th, uh, Air Conflicts Double Pack is coming on the PS4. Criminal Girls 2 Party Favors. I'm going to leave off the systems and just run through this list here. Dear Esther Landmark Edition, Destiny Rise of Iron, Jazz Punk, Killer Instinct Definitive Edition, NBA 2K17, Tokyo Twilight, Ghost Hunters, Daybreak, Special Gigs, uh, Wheels of Aurelia, and Batman the Telltale Series Episode 2. Woo! Uh, all that's on the September 20th, uh, Wednesday, September 21st, uh, 1st, September 21st, Agenda in versus Charlie. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Agenda in versus uh, those are two separate games. Uh, 2064 read only memories grow up dungeon punks uh, all coming on various systems in Friday, September 23rd, Warhammer 40 K uh, eternal crusade and Forza horizon three all coming on a various systems. That's a, a surprisingly long list. We're getting so what into you're the, saying uh, is, is I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about and everything in the universe. Came out this week. <laughs> For Christ's sake that um yeah, but yeah so that. so just looking forward to next week um john what are you looking forward to on this um uh, the witness and um what the fuck was the oh you mentioned that you mentioned that there's a psychopaths game coming out that that intrigues me because i i you know i haven't had a lot of time to watch anime lately but psychopaths was fucking outstanding oh oh this was based on anime yeah yeah okay. and honestly i suggest you watch that as as yeah. a reformed anime uh, junkie that's that one is worth your time. It's got a lot of fucking style and okay, good okay. music and everything. So yeah, that. Okay, um, my uh, my copy of Recore is currently still on um, on pre order. I am dubious, dubious. I mean, like it's forty bucks, and on Amazon Prime, I think it's going to end up costing me like like thirty five. You know, so I mean, I'm you know, it's I'm good with the pre order. I'm not going to break the seal until I see the reviews aren't just awful. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, it um. 
Yeah, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. It looks it looks like it could be a great game, but there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks on it for sure. Yeah. Well, just the what it what it's when they did the cinematic trailer for it at E3 two years ago, it had such a different vibe than the actual gameplay trailer and footage we got at E3 this year, and it looked a lot more janky. Uh, then I wanted it to. And I'm not saying that it doesn't look interesting. And I'm not saying that... Um, I'm really glad that it's an original IP. I do think that uh, KG Inafune's kind of credibility took a hit with Mighty Number no. 9. And I'm hoping that this is not another thing where it's just... It's a half-baked thing. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. I, I'm dubious. Hopeful, yeah. but dubious. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I... um. Yeah, um, I and you know it's you, you, you meant you mentioned an interesting point though. I'm I I'm going to hold out a lot of hope for it for the single fact of that I want to support new IPs. So even yeah. if it's just decent, um, even if the reviews are only just decent, I'll probably keep it because especially like a decent review for a thirty-five for me dollar game uh, that that's a new IP. I think that's I think that's an investment worth making personally for the for the for the statement of it if nothing else. Um, yeah. Voting with my yeah. dollars, so to speak. Um, but yeah, no, so, uh, John, so this last week, uh, aside from Grand Theft Auto Online, obviously, what, what have you been playing? Um, Grand Theft Auto Online, um, which, even though I didn't get to play with you and Goat this week, I did do a little bit more playing with Carlton and a couple of his buddies. I did my first heist, and I sucked at it. <laughs> I was fucking terrible at it. I loved it. It was fun, and I want to keep doing it, uh, but it, I was not good at it. Let's be clear. Two, um, we've... I started digging into uh, one of the, the previous expansions, like free expansions on for it, where it's like the corporations, like a corporate expansion where you could buy a business and you're the CEO and you do jobs and you actually, your friends become your staff and you, you pay them a salary and shit and you make so much fucking money doing that. It is stupid. It's just obscene how much money you make as a CEO for the corporations. I mean, I was making a hundred thousand dollars in half an hour. Oh my god! Doing this, it was great. Well, really? that—that's for being like the lackey. Carlton's the CEO because he's the one that bought the business. He was making two hundred thousand dollars a fucking drop, and then we were still getting like we're getting an average of like ten to fifteen thousand dollar cuts. You get like you know a percentage of it. You know that's like a fixed percentage that the game provides to you. But like if you're the CEO and you guys successfully complete missions, you get. I mean, you could you could play for five hours and have a million dollars. I mean, like it's insane how much money you make. It's really cool, man. There's some really neat stuff. You have an office building and all this shit you can do and customize, and it's really neat. It's very cool. I okay. highly recommend that we do that when we were playing together too. Um, I played. I, I was fortunate enough to be selected for like a uh, it's like a closed beta for the the new Shadow Lords mode that they're putting into Killer Instinct. Um, hmm. I applied for it, and I guess they select people at random, I'm assuming. Um, they gave it to me. I've been playing it. It's a really – I don't even know how to explain it, and I don't want to really give a f- like my full thoughts on it. They said we can talk about it openly, but I don't want to give my full thoughts on it because I'm just scratching the surface of what it is. But it's really, really one of the most unique single-player experiences I've ever seen. It puts like RPG elements into the single-player campaign and um, all these like – almost like 
choose your own adventure things. I, I don't even fucking know how to explain it. It's so strange. I may actually capture some video of myself playing it to kind of explain it and then put it up for Gamerhead Radio uh, viewers and listeners because it's so weird. But it's really neat. It's really neat. It is a little bit like mobile gamey where you can tell that there are certain things you might need to get ahead and they kind of want you to fucking spend money to get things. Um, it feels like Killer Instinct, the mobile game, which is really weird, uh, but on a fucking Xbox One. I, I'm ter- explaining this terribly, but I don't know how to explain it because it's a very unique thing. I've never seen anything like it in a fighting game. Um, I played that. Um, I tried playing. Um, I tried playing Battleborn, uh, Gearbox, uh, sort sort of half MOBA, half first-person shooter um, game that was absolutely crushed into dirt by Overwatch. And it's got some really unique art. It's got some neat things. And the opening cutscene is outstanding. The game's got a lot of style, but it's boring as fuck, man. It's really not very good. Uh, so, I so, what you're saying, so what you're saying is that it's not just bad timing that caused them to it's, You know Overwatch. what? I don't think it would have taken as big of a beating. If they had put it out six months before Overwatch, I think it would have done just fine. Because it, it is a unique game, and there's not really anything quite like it. It's very thoughtfully made. Um, and I really like the the art direction for it, but when you compare the two, it's it's like eighty percent less fun than Overwatch. The characters are like they look like the poor man's Overwatch. So I can see why everyone compared the two, but they don't play much at all, like at, at all alike. They're very different games, and I can see why. Um, I see why people compared them, but they probably shouldn't have. It's just not they're not the same thing, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, what else did I play? Um, fuck, I know I played more. I played... Oh, I played a shitload of the Battlefield 1 beta uh, before it ended uh, last weekend. It ended on, I think, Tuesday. Played a lot of it. It's a lot of fun, man. And I got DICE has really, really got some outstanding people on their audio design team. The audio is so bombastic. And um, they, they put some things in there that feel really good. Um, you could do a bayonet charge which is I, I've caught some people completely unaware, people that like like to hide around a corner. If they're like hiding here behind this box and, and they're waiting to pop out to shoot at you, you can bayonet charge and, and like round the corner rather quickly. And if they get caught in that bayonet charge, they can fire all they want. They're going to get stabbed to death. It's an automatic kill for you. So these are neat things. Um, and then they did some stupid things, but it's I'll talk more about it if I if I buy the retail release. I'm not convinced I'm going to do that until it drops in price, but I will probably play it. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then I think I think that might have been it for me. Um, I played a little bit of Elite Dangerous, not enough to really talk about. And then I got to bug up my butt to play uh, Injustice this week because I've been on a big DC Comics kick. I've been reading a shitload of comics, so it's playing Injustice. Um, and I I think that's it for the week. Nothing else I could think of off the top of my head. What about you, Charlie? Well, aside from getting, um, I want to say, um, I think I'm about 80% of the way through Unravel. I either have one or two more levels left in there, judging off of the achievements, um, which is taking a very weird, dark turn. Like, like it's, I, I, still, I, 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 I still feel uncomfortable playing this game, but for different reasons now. Like, what I, I mentioned last week, I felt uncomfortable playing this game where, because, like, I feel like I'm intruding on somebody's, like, personal memories and, like, their personal space. And now I feel uncomfortable because I feel like the game has turned to be, like, weird, environmentally conscious preachy. Like, it's very weird. Um, so That's an odd thing. It's super weird. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, 
I don't really know where it's going with 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 the narrative, like pseudo narrative, because there's no words. It's just you're being taken through these levels and seeing this imagery that's sort of like telling you a story. Um, presumably, I, I, I assume that it's a cohesive story, and it's not just like these random things thrown together. I don't know, but um, maybe maybe I'll be able to make some more sense to it after I'm finished. I am going to finish it because I'm so close at this point. I mean, it's. Um, it's a relatively easy game. It's um, it, it's just challenging enough to keep from being frustrating, um, which is not to, which is not to say that frustratingly challenging is a bad thing because getting through those frustratingly challenging puzzles is is very exciting. But um, I mean, the, the 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 times where I've been stuck in the game have only been stuck for like a, like a minute or two until I figure out what I have to do, um, which is fine for a, a game playing casually. Um, so so more on that once I've actually finished it. But aside from that, um, I finished um, Uncharted Four: um, A Thief's End. No shit. Uh, epic, absolutely wonderfully epic. Loved every minute of it, and by far, the one of the best epilogues in a game that I've ever played. And I won't, I won't wow. spoil anything. No spoilers here, but um, yeah, make sure you stick around after the. How did it stack up to next to Uncharted Three? Not not graphically, just on a storytelling and gameplay level, because I liked Uncharted Three, but I had a lot of issues with it. Um, I I I believe it's the best one of the series. Awesome. In both both in both narrative and gameplay. Um, high praise, man. High praise. Yeah. Um, the um th- this is this is entirely blamed on my poor memory and not anything on having to do with the game that I'm currently not able to remember um the female lead in the game um um Drake's wife what's her Elena? name uh, thank you yes Elena um absolutely formed a video game character crush on her she's amazing um <laughs> it, it due in no small part to both the just phenomenal facial and like facial animation um, and and the voice acting talents um, of the uh, of the person voiced whom I looked up and didn't whose name I didn't recognize. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me right now. But, um, but you know, the um, especially I mean, just like but you know, just 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 the amount of praise that I can give to the animators of this game, like especially on the facial animations. Like remember um, um, Ellie Noir and like the facial capture that they had in there. Oh yeah, it seemed it was like so good. It was like kind of creepy. Like yeah. this is so good. But it's just so good. There's nothing creepy about it, and like just especially some of like the expressions that she has, and just like her from everything from her personality to like the way that she is, like the character. I mm-hmm. mean, just 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 I, I want to be best friends with her. I'm sorry, I do. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. Um, um, I mean, it's I mean it's an uncharted game, so I mean you know the bar was already set pretty high there, but. Um, I mean, they 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 met it and surpassed it. As far as I'm concerned, that's awesome, it's, man. Like if if you if you own a PlayStation Four and you haven't played Uncharted Four, you're you're making a monumental mistake, in my opinion. But, wow. Um, but yeah. Fuck, so man. you're making so. me want to buy a PlayStation Four. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, if you can manage to get one for nine dollars, whatever it was I got mine for, you should definitely do that. Oh, um, <laughs> God! Shut up, Charlie! Stop bragging, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, as we're going to find out in the show, I moved a little bit too early on that. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be one of the news stories. This well, week. we're going to talk about it a little bit, but uh, yeah. so so. I'll well, speak of the devil, I suppose. Unless Charlie's played anything else, we ought to move on to uh, educating the people on what's going on in the world of video gaming. Moving on to news sounds like a great idea. That's right. Bit of, a little bit of variety for you guys this week. Um, 
couple of predictable stories, maybe a couple of not so predictable stories. Uh, starting at number five, um, so some 18 years ago, Blizzard was working on a game called Warcraft Adventures, Lord of the Clans. Um, they put out some videos. Um, you, you didn't really see terribly much for it. Um, the full game is now downloadable for the first time. Um, it's a it's on a Warcraft fan site called Scrolls of Lore um, by a Russian user uh, named Rydor. Um, he says that this version of the game is playable and supposedly near complete, including all of the in-game cinematics and voice acting. Um, he was quoted as saying, this is my gift for all Blizzard fans, old and new. Um, how fucking cool is that, man? Like this game that's technically not supposed to be released. It's like a point and click adventure. It's almost like a, a, like playing, you know, the old Dragon's Lair game. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, like it's yeah. one of those, but like a point and click type game uh, from what I understand. Um it's like a King's Quest kind of a thing? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so just to give you guys an idea of some of the history of this game, back in 98, Blizzard announced the cancellation of the game just a few days before E3 started. Um, and then when they were asked about it, they said, I think that one of the big problems with Warcraft Adventures was that we were actually creating a traditional adventure game and what people expected from an adventure game, and very honestly what we expected from an adventure game, changed over the course of the project, said Bill Roper, who was once the vice president of Blizzard North, um, he, he, this was a quotation he originally gave to GameSpot, by the way. Um, he said, and when we got to the point where we canceled it, it was just because we looked at where we were and said, you know, this would have been great three years ago. <laughs> that's funny. That's an yeah. interesting observation. And that's yeah. in 98. You know what I mean? So you're talking about in 1995, a game like that would have been commonplace for sure. Absolutely. You know, and you can find plenty of videos, um, for it online i i plan to play this my hope is to download and play this between now and next week so that i can talk to you guys about it because i know that there are a few people that listen to the show that that actually like uh warcraft not just world of warcraft but warcraft in general and the lore that comes with it so um you know it's it's actually pretty easy to uh to find the link for this all you have to do is type in uh you know the, the name of the game which again is warcraft adventures lord of the clans um and it's on uh warcraft fan site scrolls of lore so uh, that's uh, Charlie. Charlie, do you, as as a an old uh, you know mist guy, you know, um, do you do you have any any plans to play? Go back and play an old retroactive point and click adventure like this? Is it on a system other than PC? No. Then no. <laughs> I'm gonna break you of that nasty habit one day, Charlie. I don't think you understand how much you're missing out on. I know I'm no, gonna no, no, break no, up. No, no, no. I know exactly what I'm missing out on, which is why I'm doing it. I have That's too much right. stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, because if he starts playing PC games or Star Trek Online, which I did play this week, but not enough to really talk about on the show. Charlie and I had an exchange about that. We were trying to get him, Goat and I were trying to talk him into playing, because for those of you that don't know listening, Charlie, Goat and I are all three huge fucking Star Trek nerds. Um, we were trying to talk him into it, and he just he sounded delighted by the idea, but horrified by it at the same time. Um, I'm sure I would love it, which is why I'm not going to play it. Oh, you'll absolutely fucking love it, man. <laughs> like, because if Charlie starts playing things on the PC or if he starts playing Star Trek online or MMOs or whatever, what you're going to hear is the sound in the background of all of his pony conventions screaming as they crash to the ground <laughs> like the Hindenburg. No, no, no. I am, I am not that integral to their success. They could go on without me. Indubitably. Um, but uh, I, I do think I contribute, so I would mm, like to maintain mm. that contribution. <laughs> Indubitably. Um, well, having said that, I'm one. We're gonna get. I'm, we're gonna get you on the PC one of these days. And two, Star Trek Online. I'm gonna try and get him, ladies and gentlemen, to play it with me this week before next week's episode. 
I'm gonna try. We'll see. Um, I, 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 for the sake of the show, I will try Star Trek Online. Ooh, okay. But I want you to understand something. The moment I feel myself enjoying it, I'm going to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't, I can't, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, hey man, the first hit's free, you know? Charlie's it's just like, gonna no. get to the fucking, he's gonna get to the login screen, he's gonna start making a character, and then he's just gonna shut his fucking Xbox off, and I'm gonna be like, where are you going, Charlie? Just out the window, just out the whole, the whole thing out yeah, the window. Dude, yeah, you can do everything. You can even have your own fucking Starbase as a group, and upgrade it, and make it awesome. Oh, God. Anyways, that that sounds amazing. It sounds horrible. It's so fucking good. You can go to Deep Space Nine. You can go to places you've been. You can go to Vulcan. Whatever, man. We'll talk about it later. That sounds like the greatest game I will never play. Um, we'll uh, Cal- Calvin, I, I, uh, Calvin Sis is saying in our chat, did anyone ever smash their brains on Miss, which we mentioned a second ago? Uh, if somebody didn't smash their brains on Miss, they were cheating. So, I, I did, so, Cal. Yeah. I fucking, I, it hurt me, man. That game used to infuriate the shit out of me when I was a kid. That and um, Zork and uh, fucking, what else was it? There was another one. Another one of those fucking point and click type games I used to play all the time. Oh, I don't know. It wasn't so much like Miss though. Phantasmagoria used to piss me off when I was younger too. But God, said Calvin. Very <laughs> Good. Um, but yes, yes. I was going to move on to number four for this week. So one of the things Charlie was alluding to um, was pretty huge news in the gaming world, but not anything that wasn't already out there. So I didn't make it like a huge priority story for the week. Um, Sony is putting out the PlayStation 4 Slim. Um, they're, they're calling it the PlayStation Pro. That's going to be the official name. Um, and it's going to be going to be out uh, here shortly. Actually, I think, isn't it already? I know it's coming out on the 20th, isn't it? Uh, September 20th, I believe. Um, here's the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of something else. That's actually the November 10th is when the PlayStation Pro is coming out. Excuse me. Um, but are you, are you thinking of the Slim or whatever it is? Like yeah, the, 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 that's it. Um, so the thing is, is that the headline here that we're going to be discussing is, is that Sony kind of offered an explanation for why they believe that consoles are starting to do like mid, mid-console cycle upgrades like this, which I, I find really fascinating as a PC gamer, and I'm sure my friend Calvin in here who's chatting with us might actually have some, some commentary on this. But Sony says that they're, they feel that PC gamers and gaming is PlayStation 4's main competition, not the Xbox One. And their reasoning for this, um, specifically coming from Andrew House, uh, is saying that the PC... The PC has a tendency to start stealing players away from the the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One about halfway through a console cycle's lifespan because obviously the consoles don't have the kind of horsepower that the PC does over time as it upgrades, you know, uh, all the hardware that goes along with being a PC gamer. So there's a better graphical presentation um, on the PC that gamers, if they have that rig already, will just stop playing the other platforms and go buy them on the PC to kind of take it there. And so they're, they're saying that that's part of why the industry is making the shift towards doing mid-console cycle upgrading so that they can keep people on their consoles. And their, I guess their argument is, is that, hey, for the cost of um, you know, what it would cost you to buy a new GPU for your, or a graphics card for your, your PC, you can buy a, a PlayStation Pro. Um, you know, and hey, there it is, man. You've got yourself an upgrade. And it's kind of like, I don't know. What, what I, what's your opinion on this, Charlie? Well, okay, so 
I think it was I think it was Ricky in the Players Club in a, in a post about he made he he put up a post about this and he asked for people's opinions, and um, I, I didn't read the entire thread, but a couple of the comments in it that caught my eye. Um, one of them was basically alluding to the fact that console gaming is is kind of like what you were just saying, John, about how console gaming is going like the way of the PC in terms of like people upgrading, and and uh, what was the comment? It was something along the lines of like there's. There, there's like a desire to like have the best and to you know to have the best and you know Sony is just Sony both both Sony and Microsoft are exploiting that desire to like get people to upgrade their consoles when they don't have to kind of a thing sure. and um, the uh, I mean my 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 response to that um, which which was also echoed by I believe uh, Dana in the Players Club is basically yeah but th- but that desire is internal like. You know, it's if it's it's Sony's and Microsoft's job to make money. You know, so so if there are people that have that desire, then them putting out these consoles, they're not forcing anybody to buy them, obviously. And the key to this, we said this before, when 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 you know when Microsoft started talking about their you know their their upgraded Xbox that's going to be coming out, not the Xbox One S, but what uh, the project the Scorpio Project Scorpio Project, project Scorpio. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that they, that Microsoft promised then, which I believe Sony has promised this time, is that. John, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, ha- I haven't watched the Sony press conference, but that there's not going to be any games that are exclusive, like entirely, to to the to the higher level consoles. They may look better on the higher level <laughs> consoles, but but you'll, you'll never run into a situation where a game comes out and it's exclusive to the better platform. Is that still the case with um, PlayStation? As far as as far as I could tell, that was the case. If I remember correctly, that is the case. I'll have to okay. double check on that just to be sure. So don't quote me on that. But um, okay. So to it. to me, that is that is the entire linchpin to my argument here. Is that it's it's just it's it's like a 4K TV. Like when when uh, when you know when, when when the industry comes out with 4K TVs, that's not making the TVs you already have stop working. They can still watch yeah, everything really. that you can watch on the port uh, on the new TV. It can do everything that it can do. It's just the new one. It looks better, but that that's that's aesthetic. You know, it's you know it, you can still do and watch and enjoy and get the same amount of enjoyment. Like the fact that a PlayStation Pro is coming out doesn't make all of a sudden your PlayStation 4 look worse. Like it still looks and does exactly the same things that it has this entire time. So, you know, if if you are one of those people where you always have to have the newest and the greatest and the best and you upgraded the PlayStation Pro, then that is your choice. And nobody is that nobody is a bad guy for, for in that that chain of events that you know this Sony's not bad, that that, that person is not bad. Nobody's yeah. bad. And yeah, yeah. and you're also not bad if you decide, nope, I'm my PlayStation 4 looks perfectly fine. I don't have a 4K TV. I don't need the PlayStation yeah. Pro. Like I'm I'm fine. And yeah. as long as that is the scenario, everything's fine. The problem will come into is if we if games if, if they break their promises and games start coming out that are exclusive to these new platforms. Aside from that, I have no issues. Well, with here's the thing. I mean, gamers are going to kick and scream about it because they're used to a specific kind of ebb and flow, right? When it comes to um, when it comes to the way that consoles are carried out, the way that the the whole console cycle happens. So the thing is, is that um, the thing is, is that when this kind of stuff happens, it ends up feeling to console gamers like, all right, maybe maybe this is like cell phones, you know what I mean? Where they're doing every year, you're going to get some kind of stupid ass upgrade with minimal, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, like if, if, if console gaming can become kind of, if that format becomes regular for them, then like anybody else, you know, that would be commonplace. And then next generation of gamers would just get used to it being that way. But I don't want it to be that way. I'm so tired of everything being a cheap iterative upgrade 
um, as a, I'd rather wait for a better product. I'd rather feel like my money was well spent and that I got a full finished product later than like, oh, cell phones. I actually hate the way cell phones are handled right now where it's just let's tack on a couple of cheap upgrades and then charge you full price for phone. Not even offer the people who bought the last one some sort of a like trade-in or rebate or something for the – I mean like that's I think why people are feeling burned by this, especially if you bought a PlayStation 1 uh, or PlayStation 4 or Xbox One in the last year. Is you're going like fuck? I like. Are you gonna at least give me an opportunity to have that stuff after I just dropped my shekels on this thing, man? So I can understand why people feel salty about it. It's not the end of the world, of course, and it doesn't stop you from playing your games. But if I just dropped a certain amount of money on a console, I would feel a little pissed off about it, you know. And I do find myself playing on my PC later uh, more and more lately. Uh, I just don't have a good enough GPU in order to play a lot of current stuff, sadly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that's my that's my take on it. At least you know what, John, you have a very good point there. I'm 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 after hearing you talk about it, I actually find that I'm very upset, and I I I'm you know I I I spent a good like like seven dollars and fifteen cents on my PlayStation Four, and damn it, I should get something for that investment that I made. And uh, for them, for the-, <laughs> the only reason that I'm not gonna turn around and just fart into this microphone is because I have to put my face back here to finish the show. That's how upset I am about you complaining about your $5 well spent on a PlayStation. I bite my thumb at you, sir. Hey, that was my hard-earned money, hard and they've they basically made me waste it now. I mean, I, like, I, I, I my $5 paperweight is just going to sit there now looking sad because it's no longer the best PlayStation console. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. Um, um, I'm trying to... You have anything else to, to share on this one? Uh, it's five, I, I, I was just scrolling back. $5.11 is the actual figure that I spent on my PlayStation 4. If you were wondering how the hell I bed, uh, did that, uh, uh, episode 136 from October 12th, 2015, um, I explained how I got a PlayStation 4 completely and totally legitimately for $5.11. But moving on. Yeah. Um, to, to quote Gollum, Charlie, nobody likes you. Uh, that's um, not true. There's at least one person that likes me. Um, that's true. I like you, Charlie. I see, like you. Right there, one person. Um, uh, hey, my cousin Casey is watching the podcast. Hi, Casey. Hey, what's up, Casey? Uh, he's, 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 he's good people. Um, but yeah, right so, moving up. Um, um, oh, so, yeah. So, um, so, so, John, so you have not bought a PlayStation 4. Are you now glad you haven't? And will you be yes, looking at the like, Pro like fucking thoroughly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be getting, um, you know, whatever the best version of it is, that's the one I'm going to get. Um, and I, my, I'm a day one Xbox One person. My, as everybody knows, when my wife was just my girlfriend before my son existed, Megan and I had only been together for maybe three months, and she bought me a fucking day one Xbox One. I knew right then I was going to marry this woman and keep her forever. This is what um, just because just because she knew I wanted Killer Instinct, which I'm still fucking playing, so that was money well spent. Um, so yeah, I, I I might I don't think I'm gonna sell that one, but I I do think depending on what the Scorpio turns out to be, I may pick one up. I don't know. We'll see. I already have an Xbox One, works just fine. I'm happy with it. I want a PlayStation Four. I wanted a Wii U. I still do, but I know I'm gonna wait until that thing's you know bargain bin on the shelf. Um, and then whatever the NX is, I have an interest in, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We're kind of yeah. you. 
Um, I think I, um, I, I, I think I said this while you were rebooting. I was sort of rambling there, trying to entertain our viewers there for a minute. But um, um, yeah, no, I, um, I, I, I am going to continue to enjoy my PlayStation Four and my Xbox One exactly as I have been because I can. So as long as, uh, um, yeah, as, yeah, as long as long as the situation doesn't change, um, then um, and uh, and they they start to come out with the games are exclusive to the higher end platforms. I I have no issues with this with this scenario. Good stuff. All right. Well, then, going to move on to number three for the week. Um, it's kind of an interesting thing. Adobe is going to be offering a fifty thousand dollar paycheck to students who best analyze Sony's digital PlayStation business. Charlie, there's a little bit of a squint there. <laughs> say that one more time. I'll say it one more time. Adobe is going to be offering a fifty thousand dollar check, a payout to students who best analyze Sony's digital PlayStation business. Why? Uh, I assume. Okay, <laughs> go on. Go I, on. Yeah. So typically, uh, as everybody knows lately, I try not to just read direct copy from the stories that that we outsource. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one because it's kind of confusing if I don't. Um, Adobe is announcing uh, that its Adobe Analytics Challenge for 2016 will award $50,000 to a winning college team that does the best job of analyzing Sony PlayStation business. Uh, the point is to show how data is king in the modern business world. Now in its 11th year, the challenge is going to kick off on September 22nd. University students can team up to use Adobe's analytics tools to start uh, to sort through data from a big company. In this case, Sony was chosen from among numerous proposed companies. Um, Adobe did a little bit of an exclusive interview with VentureBeat where this article originally comes from and they were saying that under original uh, contest creator Omniture the analytics challenge began as a recruiting tool to help uncover the brightest minds and most passionate talent in analytics it has grown into one of the top business competitions in the country for college kids Adobe bought Omniture in 2009 and it has uh, continued the contest it's very worthwhile. Uh, it's a very worthwhile contest for the uh, for both the students and the company. Um, and uh, this year, this year they went with Sony because we wanted a brand that had mobile and multi-channel business with a lot of complexity. This year, Adobe expects more than a thousand students from thirty-five university programs to compete for more than fifty thousand dollars in cash and prizes, with thirty thousand going to the full first place team. Uh, those students will dig into data for the PlayStation mobile app as well as PlayStation.com website. Under non-disclosure agreements, they'll look into data on traffic, visitor retention, in-app user actions, lifecycle metrics, device info, average session length, and other details. They can then deliver their insights about the business to Sony, which benefits from getting the equivalent of a bunch of free consulting. The students benefit because they get a peek inside how a business really runs and the value that analytics can bring to running that business. Um, this is really, really interesting. I don't know that I can recall anything in, in the world of gaming, at least, uh, being handled like this uh, by another company trying to. I, I'm, I'm not. I, I guess I don't know why the hell they're doing this. Other than I, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, like, I guess Sony must be paying them, right? I mean, like, why else would they? Why else would they? No, they this? they said it's free consulting for Sony. That it's that they were selected oh. to be a part of the competition, but that it's not. That's not what the the thing is. You know what I mean? So I I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that's just. I don't know, it's really, that's really that's odd. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I guess. I mean, like I, sometimes companies do weird things just for the like the cross promotion of it. I guess this seems like an odd thing to do for that. That if that's their end goal, but 
uh, be right back. Gonna go sign up for some analytics classes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's just that's just it's very curious. It is um, very curious. You know, we might have to look into this one a bit more. Yeah, I, I mean, I, if anything, I'd definitely like to follow up on it so we can we can kind of talk about what the end result was uh, at the end of the day because it's really it's kind of fascinating to me that Adobe. I mean, for Adobe, fifty fifty thousand dollars is dropping the bucket. That's not much money for a company of that size. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know, man. I think it's kind of cool. I wish I wish more big companies would take money like this and and you know encourage college students to do things like this that are gaming related or tech related honestly kind of cool neat agreed yeah moving on to number two for the week uh, much to nobody's surprise pokemon go has set another record it has reached a 500 million dollar in customer spending milestone 500 million dollars half a billion fucking dollars spent on pokeballs um and uh and incense and incense and, uh, <laughs> and back I'm, I'm willing to bet a lot of that's backpack upgrades yeah, yeah holy yeah. shit um i mean with the with the number of people that are playing the game that's like what 50 cents a person i mean like uh, on average i mean like you know so i don't know i uh I, I guess I guess like knowing how many people at least started to play the game, I'm sure that the bulk of that came in like the first two weeks, and that the rest of it is like it was probably like do we do we have a trend on that, John? Do we know like how what what the line what the graph of that looks like? Um, you know, any, what? I'm, I'm going to check cover? and see if I can find one really quick. Actually, I'm I'm fairly certain that there's an infographic that goes along with this that I can use to kind of to kind of show everybody. Okay, yeah, because I would. I mean, like you, you know, we um, I, th- I think we've mentioned this before, and if we haven't, it's been. I mean, it's been. If you if you pay any attention to um, to this kind of thing, it's it's pretty widely known that the user base of Pokemon Go has fallen off a ledge. Um, you know, there's still a lot of people playing it, but I mean, nowhere. I mean, let's just go out. Broken. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, but, right, but I, I you, just got buddies. you just got buddies, so that's yeah. exciting. Um, All right, let me show you guys here what this graphic is looking like. So days to reach 500 million in consumer spending, iOS, App Store, and Google Play worldwide. So here's Pokemon Go up at the top. And then you've got, um, so at the very bottom, just to give you an idea, it's this is days, minimum days since launch at the bottom. So... Candy Crush Sagas below, Puzzles and Dragons, and Clash of Titans. I didn't realize Puzzles and Dragons was so good, or, or so um, such a big deal. Clash of yeah, Titans. I know. I know just, I'm so tired of seeing those fucking commercials. Um, yeah. So it took it took Candy Crush Saga over 200 days to reach that milestone. It took Puzzle and Dragons over 400 days, and it took Clash of, Clash of Clans over 400 days to reach the 500 million dollar milestone. So um, it took <laughs> it took Pokemon Go, if you see at the top, less than 100 days to do that. A third um, of the time. A third of the time. So they're saying it is six time, uh, six point seven times faster, um, more than three point three times faster. I don't know what the bottom metric is supposed to represent. It, yeah. So it's 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 a third. It's it's it. it so so to, to to translate what we're seeing here. So it took Pokemon Go a third of the time to get to five hundred million dollars as Candy Crush Saga, and a sixth of the time as Puzzles and Dragons and Clash of Clans. Well, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's just, I know. I mean, good for them. You know, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, believe it or not, my wife is still playing Pokemon Go like a lot. I, really? I, okay. I, you know what the, the fortunate thing for me is, is that she is playing it and she'll, when, when I'm driving, she'll be in the car playing it and she'll, she'll, Oh my God, there's a fucking, you know, whatever Pokemon it is. I think a couple of days ago it was an Electabuzz or something like that. I, I didn't have one and she's, she didn't have one yet either. We, I caught 
I caught a fucking Snorlax that way because she was like, there's a fucking Snorlax. So of course I slammed on the brakes and almost killed us and pulled up my phone. I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll pull it out and catch that. You know, but like, that's how right, she's, right. she's my Pokemon detector. Um, um, speaking of Pokemon detectors, um, I got banned from Pokemon go. Why? Because I was using a, one of the Pokemon tracker apps. Um, I used it too. Well, well, I had it running pretty much constantly. And, um, and uh, so, yeah, if you're still running, it, turn it off. Um, but because, um, like, every time your phone reboots, you have to restart the tracker. It I can't believe they fucking banned you for that. They, they, they did. Um, permaban? Uh, what's that? Is it a permaban? Uh, no, I, I have since been unbanned. Um, they basically what happened was is they they were starting to ban trackers, as we know, as we've talked about. Yeah. And um, then they started to ban the players that were using them. But they didn't. They, they 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 claim. I mean, like, so they say that they were emailing people and telling them, "Hey, if you continue to use this tracker, we're going to ban you." Before they ban you, I got no such email. I just went through my spam and everything. I got no such email. Um, and I would, I would I would say if I did, uh, to be to be very clear, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't make this up. Um, so I got no such email. And then all of a sudden one day, I found that I was just repeatedly unable to log into the service. Now this is not that unusual. Um, I've had that that scenario happen before, but it was about three days went by and I wasn't able to. Get Get in where I started to wonder something might be going on. Um, so, and it was around that time where Nintendo came out and they said, um, "We're gonna we're gonna start to unban people that have been playing Pokemon Go. Like we we we've, we've instituted a way where you can ask, you, you can basically petition for a one-time um, unbanning." And so I said, "Hey, I think my account might be banned. Um, I was using a tracker. If that's why I'm banned, I didn't know you were banning people for using it. Like, yeah, I, I knew you're, I knew you were kicking trackers off, but I thought I was just lucky. I found the one that was still working. Like, I was honest. I wasn't going to bullshit them. Um, so I said, like, I'm, I was using a tracker. I won't use it anymore. Fine, whatever. Um, and uh, and then they sent me an email, that email and said you've been unbanned. Sure enough, I could get back. Great. Um, Here, I'm going to say um, this, which which is which is awesome. However, um, I also have not played the game since because it's not fun." Sorry. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Nintendo and Niantic. Maybe if your in-game tracker wasn't a piece of shit, people wouldn't be using a third-party tracker. Maybe if people who don't work for your company, a single individual can code a tracker in less than a week that works better than the one that you have an entire team of people working on over the course of some time, maybe people wouldn't be seeking an external tracker. If you were smart, if these companies were smart, they would fucking reach out to the people that own the trackers and employ them and then bring their fucking script into the fucking fold and just do that. I suggested that very thing on this show. So God. I agree completely. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't honestly care. Um, you know, the, um, it's, it's like, I, what, I'm not going to delete. I, I, I still have it installed. I'll, I, I still I pull it up every now and then. I think I, I think I think I've made, I, I probably I probably pull it up to check into like to stop to check into some Pokestops maybe maybe a few times a week. I can't remember the last time I caught a Pokemon. To be honest with you, I just like mm-hmm. I, I take a walk on my lunch break every week and I walk by a couple Pokestops and so just out of habit more than anything else, I've checked into them. But I I mean that's it really. I'll I'll I'm paying attention though, and like as soon as they fix the tracker and if they and uh, if slash when they incorporate um, um, you know trading and PvP battling. Um, then I'll, I'll be more interested. But right now, at this point, like, you know, I'm I'm kind of, I've kind of, I'm kind of done just wandering around aimlessly, hoping to find a Pokemon I don't have. Like, that's just not it's not that's not fun anymore for me. 
Yeah, no, I, I've kind of gotten to the same way. It, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Let us know, guys. Uh, let us know if you're if you're still playing Pokemon Go. If you are, or aren't, and why? I'm yeah, curious. yeah. Indubitably. Um, so uh, moving on to uh, number one for the week, as as a lot of people have heard, um, Nintendo is going to be releasing Super Mario Run on uh, iOS and Android coming up. Well, a lot of people who are analyzing the projection of this game are saying that it is also going to be a massive hit for Nintendo coming up. They're saying that this is going to end up generating 1.5 billion total downloads on iOS or Android. And so they're expecting that over time it's going to end up making a bunch of money. Um, The game is going to be coming to uh, iPad uh, in December before rolling out to Android at a later date coming up here. And you can find gameplay videos for it, uh, you know, on YouTube now. It looks a lot like the uh, Wii U-style graphics uh, for for New Super Mario Brothers, if you've played those or are familiar with them. Um, 1.5 billion downloads is pretty fucking massive. Like, that is is huge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't. E- I don't even know, like whatever it is that they could they could put into it to to make it be, um, a, like paid. I mean, they're gonna make a fucking fortune. Like Nintendo, Nintendo is setting something up unique here. If Nintendo does for whatever reason flop in the console market, they don't have to stay in the console market anymore. Between Pokemon Go and that, if this blows up huge, why why would they stay if they don't have to? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would why would they keep putting out hardware if they don't have to? I mean, I don't want Nintendo to stop making traditional consoles or games, but they're really setting themselves up in a position where if they don't want to, they don't have to. I mean, if they're making this much money on two fucking games, they've made more money on these two, on this mobile game, on on or on Pokemon Go, and will likely make just as much or if not more money on this fucking mobile game. Than they probably made on their entire take for the Wii U, <laughs> you know. That's that's depressingly accurate. God, that's probably. insane. But I really hope they don't drop out of console manufacturing and development. I mean, I think a lot of it's going to depend on the NX. But Jesus, man, 1.5 billion people downloading and playing over the life cycle of the game. That's over the life cycle of the game. To be clear, that's huge, man. It's huge. Yep. Yeah. Can't really say I'm that surprised though. Mm. I mean, like the Nintendo's value is in their is in their properties. It's not in their consoles. Like yeah. you don't buy you don't buy a Wii U to have a Wii U. You buy a Wii U to play Mario and Zelda games. Like you know what I mean. So if you know, if if they give away to for people to play Mario and Zelda games without having to buy a Wii U, well, yeah, people are going to do that. Well, here, here's an interesting interesting chunk from this article. Okay, this article was originally published by VentureBeat. Um, the one section of it that they were discussing is that um, they're they're planning to do a free demo version of the game when it comes out, but that Nintendo is planning to charge a premium price for the game. They're actually going to charge like a, a full price beyond the demo, whatever that price is. And the person who who was talking about it uh, with them said that the pricing has caused a lot of confusion. Nintendo Japan is historically terrible in communicating. And uh, Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto did a bad job explaining this part of the game when he demonstrated it for the first time. Dude, dude, if 1.5 billion people download this game and they're going to charge a fucking premium for it beyond the demo, like, it, it, 
fucking Shigeru Miyamoto is going to be swimming around in a vault full of money like Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> He's going to be Scrooge McDuck, yeah. He is going to um, be Scrooge McDuck. You know what? Uh, well, I'll be interested to know what price point that these analysts are assuming here because the price is going to make a difference on, on how many people yeah. buy the game, right? But, so, I mean, like, if, if they're estimating $1.99 for one and a half billion downloads, okay, maybe I could see that. If they're, if they're estimating like $9.99 for one and a half billion downloads, eh, I don't know about that. Well, dude, no, nah, I don't know. This is the first the true kind of Mario game coming out for a mobile platform, and people are willing to pay $15 for a Square Enix game that they've already, they already own on their Some phone. Some people, but nowhere near those kind of numbers. No, not, not anywhere near that kind of number, but Mario, Mario is Mario, man. Mario is different, different animal altogether. You know yeah, what? Maybe, no, that should know, be, but... maybe that should be the mailbag question for the week, is, is what, with, a, with the, the price not having been announced for Super Mario Run yet, what would you be willing to pay at the top end to enjoy Super Mario Run as a as a you know mobile game? I'm I'm, I'm uh, that sounds good. I like that. Yeah, fantastic. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's everything I had for you guys for news this week. Uh, a little bit of a different bag than last week, but uh, gaming news has been a little bit on the quiet uh, the last few weeks. But. Uh, Everybody is done with their games, and they're all getting pressed for the fall release season now. So yeah, that's it. That's you it. Know, you know, that stuff's all done for the most part. It'll get um, interesting again coming up. Yeah, for sure. But uh, all right. So, and with that, we'll move on to our feature. So, so for this week, um, we uh, folks, you know, we made sure to say it last week as well. So, full credit to the uh, to the original author of this article um, that 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 gave us to the idea of of our of our topic of conversation this week, and we wanted to talk about um, games that we have ended up putting a ton of time into, only to 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 realize we don't even like the games in the first place. Um, so I'm uh, I'm clicking away here to get uh, to uh, to make sure I, I I credit the uh, the gentleman that gave us uh, Nathan Grayson over at Kotaku.com. He uh, he posted an article over at Kotaku um, uh, on September on September second. Um, do you ever play a game ever ever play a game for 100 hours then realize you hate it? Um, <laughs> s- s- somebody shared that question um, into the players club, who I do not recall right now. Apologies to whoever that was. And I love the question so much. I suggested um, that uh, that we ask that we kind of have a conversation about this ourselves and ask you guys for your answers as well. So not our idea, but um, um, uh, imitation is the most sincere well, form of flattery. We just we got into <laughs> between Gamerhead Radio. We got into such an interesting discussion about it that we were like, you know, we don't we don't typically like to borrow things like that from other other establishments. But this was too this this sparked too interesting of a conversation. I'm so sad Goat's not here for this one, but. It was just too good not to talk about. Agreed. Um, so, so the uh, the the first one for me that comes to mind is Final Fantasy Thirteen. Um, you know, and and I know I'm not alone in this opinion. I know I am not universal in this opinion. There are there 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 are people out there who enjoyed the game and and appreciate and respect it for what it was. Um, um, I do not appreciate it for what it was because I had the words final fantasy in the title. And, um, and uh, you know, it, uh, it was a, it was a diversion. And in my opinion, not a very good one. Um, I did Wh- play- which one was a diversion? 13. Oh, oh no, no. Yeah. Final fantasy 13 is not a diversion. Final fantasy 13 is a coaster. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, uh-huh. it would be toilet paper if it weren't so rigid. 
Well, I was uh, trying to be a little more, um, a little kinder than that. Ass paper. Sure. <laughs> Ass paper. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that. Uh, so, <laughs> um, you know, and, and so I, I, to be clear, um, I did finish the game. Um, I, I want I want to say, if memory serves me, it was like 70 odd, somewhere 60 to 80, somewhere in there, 70 odd um, hours invested in this game. And um, I, I, you know, my memory is bad, but I mean, like, I can tell you things about other Final Fantasy games. I can't tell you a thing about Final Fantasy Thirteen. Like, I, I remember a couple, like, some various character designs, um, but for the most part, like, I, I barely remember the plot. Like, it was just a game that I just found to be so uninteresting and so unengaging. I was playing through it because it was a Final Fantasy game. That, that's pretty much the only reason. Um, it's because it did have the words Final Fantasy on the title. And I'm like, you know, I've played all the ones before. I'm, I'm, I'm not just going to skip this one just because, um, you know, because I'm, I'm having a hard time with it. Like, you know, maybe it's just not for me or whatever. And then I realized, oh, like 80% of the people made up, made up percentage there on the Internet agree with me. So it's not just me. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it, it was just such a grind to play through. And, John, I, I take it you feel the same way on this one? Oh, I have started that game four times. I put up a post about two years ago on Facebook that said, whatever happens, I will finish this game. I will finally fucking finish this game. And then something so insane and absurd and just infuriating happened in it that I went, you know what? No, I'm not. This is one instance where I will not be a man of my word because this game is fucking garbage. And I'm not going to finish it just to say that I finished I, I finished every game in the Final Fantasy series. I want to finish every game in the Final Fantasy series. I can't fucking do it. I can't do it. I hate it so much. The game is just goddamn garbage. And then what blew my mind about it is, is that there were two more. Two more. You know, fucking Square Enix was like that was – Thank God they've tried to right themselves, and I think somebody up there realized that they were doing the wrong thing because I would turn to my father, and we all used to play Final Fantasy together. My father, my brother, and I, starting with Final Fantasy VI, we used to look at each other, and I went, they are shoving lightning down everybody's throat and talking about her as if she is like a, like a beloved character. Everybody hates that character. Everybody, I know a lot of people who like the way she looks, but I don't know anybody who actually likes that character or the yeah. cast that is around her in those games. Why they made three of these unfucking believable to me. It's one of the things in gaming that actually I get kind of heated when I talk about it because it makes me so mad. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. Sucks, I remember that I remember that there was a dude that had an afro with a bird uh, linked in it. I mean, that, that that's kind of cool, I guess. I mean <laughs> Well, no. I mean, uh, yeah. I just, I, I wanted to like it. I, I wanted to like it so much because it's like there was. It seemed like conceptually and like, like, like when they were when they, when they were thinking and putting the world together and like you know, trying to come up with the characters and their you know their reasons for being and the reasons for doing what they're doing. Like there was some there were some good ideas there. I feel like I sort of remember, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, just the gameplay itself was just. It was just it was just like wading through quicksand. It was just so it was, yeah. it was painful almost. I mean, yeah. I, like we're being ridiculous here. We're talking about a video game. I mean, but you know, it's uh, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, so so that that's the first answer that I can think of. John, what about you? What's the first um, one that comes? To mind? You know, I I I this seems to be a pretty popular punching bag on the internet for a lot of people. But I I have to say it because between the three of us, I'm the one that played it the most. I played a lot of at least the launch copy of Destiny. And I still think there are some great things in Destiny, but that game is fucking garbage too. 
Um, my very first appearance on this show as a guest was complaining about Destiny <laughs> during like its like couple first couple of launch days, and I will say exactly the same thing now that I said then. Five hundred million dollar budget. What the fuck did they spend that on? I will say it again. <laughs> there's not five hundred million dollars worth of game there, and even after several expansions and one coming out in the next couple weeks, not five hundred million dollars worth of game. But they have they have charged ridiculous amounts. Yeah, for and it's it's a shame because it, it does play well. That system it feels good to play that game, but it's redundant to a point where it's painful uh, and it's criminally bare bones. Um, so that's one. Um, you know. Halo 5, I played through it, and I played a bunch of the multiplayer for it. I actually, I'm, I'm a big Halo, well, I don't say I'm a big Halo fan. I've really enjoyed the Halo series. Like, every time one comes out, I've, I've had fun with it. I fucking hate Halo 5. I hate it. It was a waste of my money, and it's one of the few games in recent years that I want my money back on. Because it was such a fucking lying disappointment. It's appropriate that John and I are on the show together to talk about this because we we played we the, did <laughs> like like the, the um I think it was that was it was about like the second half right I would yeah, say the like second the, second, the, the second half of the game we played through the campaign together and we finished it together we watched this garbage ending happen together God damn like uh, like over the internet but yeah still you know what I mean um just and, listen to yeah. the first volume of Hunt the Truth it's better than the game even the second volume is better than the game and that's saying something because yeah. that was not so good second volume uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Halo five was not like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do there, but you know, it's, they, they, they very much between just the regular old marketing for this game. And then the, the, the gorilla marketing with the, with the, with the, um, uh, with the, with the podcast. Um, uh, what was it? Oh, you just said it. What was it? Um, find the truth. Um, oh, the hunt the truth. Hunt the truth. Yeah, yes. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, between between the actual marketing for the game and the viral marketing with the Hunt the Truth podcast, they they mm-hmm. built this game up to be something that it just was not like. And it's not even like they tried to do have the. It's not even like the game was trying to be something and it failed. Like the game just was literally just something completely different than what they set it up to be. And I don't know if they were trying to like have that be like. Like, you know, we, we talk about some of the greatest twists that have happened in video games. Like, when yeah. you find out you're playing Raiden in, in Metal Gear Solid 2, like, surprise. Like, nobody, nobody knew that was going to happen. Like, well, nobody knew that Halo 5 was going to be shit, and that's not yeah. a good thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, John, I'm with you on that one there. Um, I, I could think of a few more. I could think of a few more games. Do you have any, any else that you can think of off the top of your head? Assassin's Creed 3. Um, hated the... Mm. Hated the crap out of Assassin's Creed Three. Um, it's I I I I have this. I have pretty much the exact same complaints I've had with Assassin's Creed games for like the, the last several volumes. Like there's just several things about like controls that just bug the crap out of me. Like briefly, one example. Like I've me- I've mentioned this before. The fact that they may- I-, I swear to God that. The, that the run button and the like the the the, the parkour the free move you know mm. like jump yeah. over obstacles, jump on ladders button. I swear to God, those used to be two separate buttons. And at some point, I feel like it was in the middle of the Assassin's Creed 2 trilogy. I feel like they changed that. And I've hated it ever since because I'm constantly running next to something and the game says, oh, instead of running down this alley, of course you want to go up this ladder you just brushed your sleeve against. And so, um, so, 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 but so I, that, that's just one example of an issue that I ha- kind of have with the Assassin's Creed games as a whole for the last several volumes. But there were some particularly horrible things, as far as I'm concerned, about Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, I'll agree the, with you on that. 
the worst horse mechanics, and as somebody who cares about horses, <laughs> um, the absolute worst horse riding mechanics ever. This is a horse that if, you, if, he, if he got his leg caught on a rock, big, no bigger than a softball, he would just stop in his tracks. A full gallop, run into a rock. I'm not making this up. He would stop in his tracks like, 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 like a crash test dummy car. And, and I, you know, it, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it makes me angry. Um, but I played through it because I, again, kind of like with Final Fantasy, I played through all the previous volumes. And I, I was playing this game several years after it came out. And so I knew that the ones after that were better. I knew that everybody was saying great things about Black Flag. And I didn't want to just YouTube Assassin's Creed 3, and so I wanted to play it and get through it, and so I did, um, miraculously without clawing my eyeballs out in the process. Um, but, um, but uh, yeah, that, um, those two games for me, I think, are the, are the biggest ones where I've just been like, why am I still playing this? Okay, next level. You know, it's just like, it was just one of those. Um, you know, now, I'll agree with you on, on Assassin's Creed 3 for sure. I mean, there's a couple entries in the Assassin's Creed series that aren't very good, and I've talked about those before, so I won't go into detail about my complaints. But yeah. Briefly, before, before we move on, this is sort of a little um, intermission in this, in this conversation. I just want to be super clear that we, that, you know, like, like if Goat were here, he would be ridiculing us right now for like, like <laughs> well, this is a first world problem. Like, it's yeah, like you, it is, but this is a video game podcast. Yes, yes. We, we are being ridiculously over emotional, over dramatic about these pieces of entertainment that we could very easily do without. We are not, we are not, you know, we are not, uh, um, you know, ignorant of that, of, of that, that fact. So just to, just, just to sort of bring some reality and, and yeah, yeah. ground ourselves a little bit here and not, not, let's not get, <laughs> trying to keep myself from getting too upset over the fact that a video game was frustrating. Whatever. It's true. It's true. But, um, John, you, you had another one. I have, I have a bunch, man, that I can think of. Um, so like it, it I was a huge Call of Duty fan, like I. But I've been playing. You gotta understand, I've been playing Call of Duty since it, the very first one came out on PC, um, and they were great games up until you know Modern Warfare Two. After that whole debacle, I wouldn't support Activision for a long time because of what happened with, uh, you know, um, Jason West and, and uh, Vince Zampanella and uh, or Zampella. And uh, it, I, I just. I went back and tried them again later, and every once in a while you'll hear me talk about playing it, but I never pay for Call of Duty games. I always find a way around it um, if I play them, but I won't spend microtransactions. I just, I've put a lot of hours into Call of Duty games, and I've realized that I don't really like them that much. Um, not, not because they don't play well, I guess, but because there's never an innovation beyond where it hit that wall. Um, another game, another massively popular game that I have played a disgusting amount of on the PC because a lot of my, my PC gaming friends play it, I fucking hate Counter-Strike, man. I hate it. I hate it so much. I play it. I still play it because a lot of my friends, when that's like the game we play when we don't want to get involved in anything too crazy, my PC gaming buddies. We're like, let's just play some fucking Go, man. Let's play some CSGO. We'll play it, and then I'm, every time I play it, about 20 minutes into playing it, it occurs to me, and I always verbalize it. I'm like, the fucking hitboxes in this game are fucking trash. And it's not even... <laughs> It's not even like because I'm playing poorly. It's just because you can unload an entire fucking row, a clip from an AK-47 into a guy's fucking head. And you're lucky if one of those bullets hits where it goes. And they even fixed the hitboxes last year. And they're still trash. That game is trash. Community is fucking negative and mean. The skins crap is crap. The game's trash. I'm, I'm still going to play it, but it's trash. <laughs> I, I know I'm going to fucking play it again. And I'm going to hate it every time I fucking play it, but I do. 
No, it is. Okay, so 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 okay, so we've we've kind of described our reasons for why we we played these games we hated to play. So why are you going to play this game again? Because because it is a go to game for my gaming group on the PC when we don't want to play anything that's super long or involved, or if we're all short on time. Because there's like five or six of us, we'll just sit down and play that, you know. And it's like when everybody is agreeing to play it, you just kind of take your lumps and go, hey, man, I'm just, I want to hang out with my buddies and bullshit on Mumble and chat and have a good time and a laugh. And we always have a laugh playing it. But if I, if I have to pick to play it one-on-one by myself anymore, I won't because I, it's, it's a piece of shit. Um, Why not just play Team Fortress 2? <laughs> unpopular opinion because I think that game's a piece of shit too. Uh, yeah, really? I, don't, I, I love the art style. I love the aesthetic. I don't like the way it plays. Never have, never have. I, 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 I never, I never played it, so I can't comment. I just know yeah, that's a very. I don't know. Game. It is a very. It's a very. I love the aesthetic. Let me make it clear. I love the setting for it and everything. I just, even when it was brand new, I didn't like the way it played. I was so excited for that game until it came out and played it, and I was just like, no, just wasn't anything there for me. Okay. Um, what else? Dead Island. I think Dead Island's a piece of shit. And I haven't played I, it. What did, what did you like about it? Virtually everything. That game, I played through it. It was a fun multiplayer game, and I played through a lot of it, and it was just not a very good game, to be clear. Um, I'm trying to think of games that I, I put a lot of time into. Oh, the PC gaming, like, Zombie Survival Crave, Daisy, War Z. Um, man, I played a lot of those. A the, lot of survival the, the, games. The walking simulators? Yeah, and that's exactly what they were. I hate those games, man. I, I want to like those games. I love the idea behind them, and the idea was really exciting until you realize it was just a bunch of, a bunch of griefers. Just looking to troll people in those games. Well, but so so that's a game that so that's a game that you hated because of the players, not because of the game. No, the game was broken too. The game is oh, really yeah. broken in both cases: okay. Warzy, Daisy, and almost everything that's come out since then. Um, just bad. Um, how, Dead Space how much three? Time, how much time terrible. did you spend on those on those games? On a the, lot, the, the, the a lot, game? man. Really? Uh, initially, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, I can't tell you on the original build of of Daisy because it was not really the sort of thing you could track or that I guess anybody occurred to anybody to track, but infestation, which used to be the war Z. Um, yeah, I get about 20 hours on that game and it was not, it's not worth a single hour, <laughs> you okay. know, but the, the aforementioned PC gaming group that I play games with, that's where I met them. I met all of them at the same time playing war Z. We all met at the same time that the night that that game launched and we are still friends to this day. It's really strange. Hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, that, I, I mean, really, I could probably list a fucking dozen games. Uh, Dead Space 3, I played the shit out of and finished it, and I hated it. I don't, I, halfway through, I went, why am I playing this? It's not a good game. So I, I, I played 1 and 2, loved 1 and 2, never got to 3. I own it. I just never got, got to it. What don't you like about it? it? It's not at all like the first two games. It starts out, the first, like, quarter of the game feels a lot like the first two and does some neat things and then this and the second you find your way to the planet that the rest of the game takes place on it is just it's a cheap repetitive redundant boring action game it's not even a suspenseful horror game anymore it's just junk um both payday games i think are are overrated crap payday one and two i really wanted to enjoy those games but the the shooting mechanics and a lot of the controls are just junk um played a lot of those wish i hadn't man i'm really going on a fucking tear here Charlie. What <laughs> um you know i'm I, I i honestly can't remember 
like there, there's definitely no game that stands out as much as as the two examples that I, that I listed already. Um, so I mean, if you've got more, you go right ahead. Um, but otherwise, um, we can. Star Wars Force Unleashed Two was a piece of shit. It was that? That's very true. First um, one was so good. Second one's crap. Yeah, no, that that's absolutely true. Um, and it's it's not even that it was. It's it's the the big problem with Force Unleashed Two was that it was. It was half. It was half, literally half the game that the first one was, and that's because that in in the second one, if you haven't played it, they there was there were some really really super intense like moments and, and battles in the second one, in the first half, and then the second half you were, if I remember correctly, you were literally just replaying all the levels from the first half. I, I feel like I went back and you played those same levels. They the did, time. and it was really short. It was like a four and a half five hour game. It was so not finished, man. They put that game out so half baked. It was ridiculous. Um, and then this this is going to be, I think, kind of an unpopular opinion because I, I know a lot of people love these games. I've played every one of them, to be clear, every single one of them. Um, and I think that with the exception of one of them and another one of them, I'll explain in a second, I think that the Devil May Cry series is painfully overrated. I, I think it's the first one was somewhat original for its time and set a standard for graphics, but I thought that the story and the dialogue were terrible. Your brother is a fan of this. My brother is a massive fan of that series, and I I had fun playing... Devil May Cry 2 was terrible. It was hard to get through. Devil May Cry 3, I actually really liked quite a bit. Devil May Cry 4 was very underwhelming to me, um, even though it looked pretty. And the remake, the very unpopular Ninja Theory remake, Devil May, DMC, Devil May Cry, I actually thought was outstanding and was easily <laughs> the best one of those games. I know that if Brian Lesser is still listening, he's going to hiss at me because he disagrees with that. But, um, <laughs> but I, that was, it was actually a really good game. That one's worth your time. Play it. It's got a good story, great mechanics, great lighting, really unique, kind of fun action game. Um, but I know that's an unpopular opinion. Um, I also think that God of War... Uh, God of War 3 is shit. I like the second one. And overall as a series, I think God of War is kind of overrated. I like 2 a lot. A lot. First one was okay. Very dated if you go back and try and play it now. Um, so I don't know. Kind of... Now you're now you're just listing games you're grumpy about. No, not grumpy about <laughs> that. I that I that I put a lot of time into that I did yeah, play okay. a lot and have like retroactively when you think about it, you're like some of these games I played because everybody played them and you had to kind of like dig in and see for yourself and no, yeah, just, just kind of okay. You know, at yeah. that point, like these are really games that you think, if you think about how long some of these games are to finish, you're sinking a lot of your life into it, you know? No. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Uh, are there any other big ones you want to mention or shall we move on to the bevy of mailbag responses? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think really quick. Oh, another unpopular opinion. Um, I, I am enjoying Witcher 3, but I don't think it's as good as everybody says it is. And I think that Witcher 2 and 1 are bad. Like, they're just... They, not not the story and the writing. Let me be clear on that, because I think that the writing, some of the voiceover work, and some of the story work are outstanding in that series in general. But as a video game, I don't think it's fun. Like, I, I it's just not much fun to play. You know? So... Okay. That's me. Ah, Darcy called me a blasphemer. <laughs> I, I i'm gonna i'm actually gonna finish witcher 3 even because even though i don't think it's a lot of fun to play i like the story and the atmosphere of it a lot it's it's enough to keep me playing it um and then lastly i'll go out on a on a big note with this one 
Um, I am a huge Elder Scrolls fan. Huge, man. I, I had probably 200 plus hours on Morrowind. And I literally played Oblivion until there's nothing left to do. Like, I can log into that game and walk around, and there's nothing left for me to do. I've literally done everything in Oblivion that you can do, that I'm aware of. Just everything. Um, I think Skyrim is just okay. I actually have not finished it. I got about 25 hours into it and went... I don't... Part of why I love those games is the adventure. You go adventuring, right? And one of the great things about Morrowind and Oblivion was... If you went into a random cave somewhere in the world, you found all kinds of cool shit, boxes, pieces of armor, things that were useful. And it seems like they streamlined it in Skyrim. And it's like, you know that you're going to open up a bag and there's going to be like a bunch of fucking sacks of rice and some leeks and like, you know, like shit you don't care about unless you're an alchemist. It's all, they just put like, here's a silver fork and a couple of bowls. Like, they didn't put anything interesting in the boxes, and they put all kinds of interesting shit in there before, so it made adventuring and exploring fun because you might find something neat or useful or something you didn't expect. Um, and, I don't know, Skyrim, the world, the overall world, that region of, of Tamriel just feels very copy-paste to me. Um, I, I anticipate I'll probably finish it, but maybe. Maybe one day. I don't know. That's I, I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right, so... Um... So that's, uh, that's our opinion. So uh, let's move into the mailbag. But before we do, uh, we're going to check in with Goat real quick. Goat has uh, called in with, uh, we're, we're resurrecting the Goat remote segment. And um, Goat has called in with a voicemail. And so we're going to check in with him and see what's going on. Hey, guys. Uh, really sorry I couldn't make the show tonight. In the middle of a video shoot. And I didn't know it was scheduled. Uh, out in LA, doing pre-production real quick. Going to San Francisco to get some rice runny and play a show Tuesday. Uh, so I figured this is the next best option, bringing back the goat remote. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, I have no idea. It's been so fucking long since I've done one of these. It's going to be rambling nonsense, and I'm sober. Um, Needs more beans. Let me see where am I going with this. Uh, I guess we can answer the mailbag question. That'd be very prevalent. Um, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to say, but I think I'm going to piss off everybody and say Final Fantasy XIII. Um, that was just a trifle mistake of my life to even play that game. And Man, I played it entirely too long and still hate myself for it thoroughly. Um, so there's that. Uh, I may have popped in or may not have popped in. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going to try to get into the live stream if I, if I can. I don't hold your breath. It probably didn't happen. It, it honestly, it probably did not happen. Uh, but if it did, hey, that was fun. Um, and then I will check in with you guys next week, hopefully for an entire show. Uh, pending scheduling life and tour. Uh, until then, have fun and... Um, I, I don't know, wash your balls. So so I I guess I don't need to ask if you could hear that okay. Oh God. Go you, you could hear that okay, right? I was just holding yeah, my, I, the, the yes, microphone. Yes, yes. Go, go. Goat I will be thinking of you the next time I scrub my scrotum. Oh. Um <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that's, and that's filling in for Goat's absence a little bit as I say that, um, because that's the kind of thing he would say. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Final Fantasy thirteen, the unanimous opinion. All oh, around. yeah. Yeah, everybody's angry at it. Rightfully so. Uh, so the mailbag question was, just to reiterate, um, is there a game that you ended up sinking dozens or hundreds of hours into only to discover that you didn't even enjoy the game? Um, so first answer on uh, the Gamerhead Radio Facebook page was from Mike Keith, a.k.a. Bizarro Mike. You might remember as a, as a, a co-host from uh, many, many moons ago. Um, he says, World of Warcraft. I don't regret it, though. I played with friends. It was fun from that aspect, but the game itself was not fun to play alone. The story was meh if you could even follow it. Um, yes, it's, that's basically why I don't play any MMO, because they're usually not fun to play alone, and I have no friends. Um, Brian Lesser says, uh, the Fire Emblem series, nothing flares up my OCD more than making sure none of the characters in my army die. <laughs> oh, I can fucking, I'll drink to that, man. Oof. Um, I haven't played that game, and I'm glad I haven't played that game, because that sounds they're, awful. They're good games, it's just... Granted, the newer mm. titles allow you to turn off permadeath, but then it's always the important characters that die during the missions. Ooh, yeah, that sounds that's that does not sound fun for me at all. Mm. So that that's everything we got on the Gamerhead Radio page. John, what did you get over on your page? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I got. Um, I have something to show everybody at the end of this. Um, I was asked by our, my friend and our viewer Cal to share something with everybody. Um, and I'm going to do that Cal just for you, but we're going to finish mailbag first here. Um, I got a fuckload of responses, man. Like I got a truckload here. So, um, some of the answers I got were, uh, Ashley Peterson says, I have a love hate relationship with world of Warcraft. I've been playing on and off for 10 near 10 years. Some expansions had me hooked the whole time. Others were just not interesting enough to keep my attention and the guilds. I've been a part of fell apart for the same reasons, not enough interest. That also made me not want to play it. What's the point of an MMO. If you don't get to play with people who share the same goals, I'll agree. I've got a long history with Warcraft too. I have probably played, I'll go on record saying I've probably played more MMOs than the average human being in my lifetime. And I don't want to think about how many accumulated hours I've lost to them. Um, Mike Harris says, for whatever reason, I lost interest in Borderlands 2 and I loved the first one. Um, I have the opposite problem with that. Uh, Matari Brunette says, surprisingly, I finished the first Borderlands and, uh, and the ending disappointed me so much that I hated the game entirely and I loved the second one. But pre-sequel also leaves a terrible taste in my mouth. Here's hoping the third is good. Dave McAllister says, unpopular opinion, but Skyrim actually. Hey, there you go. Some of the mods were fun, but just couldn't get into the game itself, even uh, though I love the rest of the series. Josh Wright says, addictive mobile games. I was hooked on Final Fantasy Record Keeper for about a year, logging at least an hour every day. Ugh, he says. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Um, you don't want to know. It's not, it's not okay. good. We'll say that. Sounds good. Um, my brother, right. actually, Mr. Agitator, Nick Santiago, oh. said Final Fantasy Eleven online. And I can relate to that. That game is infuriating. Just infuriating. Eleven, not not 14 before they not reborn it? 14 before. Re- he, he didn't play 14 before they, they, they re- remade it, um, before they fixed it. I did. Yeah. Um, Carlton, uh, Carlton Nolset, our, our friend and listener Carlton, says any MMO really. And then our, my friend Cal that I just mentioned commented on saying you have to be a glutton for punishment to enjoy a Final Fantasy XI, such as myself, because he's a junkie too. Poor bastard. Uh, you know, Bert, you, got, you guys all call me crazy when I say I don't want to play MMOs, and then you all talk about how much you don't like them. No, you got, because you got to play the right ones. That's, that's what I'll say about that. We have a whole conversation devoted to that. We need to do an MMO episode of this show, man. 
Um, what am I going to do? <laughs> play some between now and then. That's right. You got time, Charlie. I'm putting you on notice, man. Starting uh, with fucking Star Trek Online after we're done with the episode. Uh, I know. Um, Bert Peterson says Diablo 3. They dumbed down the class system too much. I need consequences to my character's decisions. Every character of the same class, barring random loot, of course, has the exact same stats and abilities. The only choice you make is which six are hotkeyed, and that can change anytime you're not targeting or being targeted. Um, Darcy says, uh, well, World of Warcraft, kind of. I enjoy the game immensely, but I don't have time or money for it anymore. The game that's that really fits the bill is Tony. T- I'd like to say here that that Tar- uh, Darcy, you had a you had a, a typo in here. You build it as Toby Hawk's Pro Skater. Who the fuck is Toby Hawk? <laughs> um, that's th- there's our episode title right there. Toby Hawk's Pro Skater. Um, uh, I liked it at first, and then it just grew to despise it. Um, I'd love to know why. If you could, since you're watching the episode, give give me some chat feedback on that. I've never heard anybody say that they fucking hate uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the first one at least. Um, uh, Adrian Crevin says Glover still have the game too and still try to play the damn thing and uh, Chris Pike that is his real name by the way I know this guy he was named after the original captain of the Enterprise uh, awesome. Christopher Pike awesome. um, Chris Pike Mech Warrior 4 he and I used to play that game together and uh, yeah yeah um, Garris Redfield otherwise known as uh, um, Dustin on the show here you've heard him comment and he comes in and talks to us sometimes uh, World of Warcraft and the first Assassin's Creed Logan Booth says Destiny and the Division. Um, and Matt Matt Eggleston says my ex. <laughs> so nah, very good. Um, Devin Wire says over time, Team Fortress 2. Guess you could sort of count Pokemon Diamond 2 since I have hundreds of hours on it, but most of it is breeding Pokemon because I had the foolish desire to have a complete Pokedex. I gave up on that. Um, Noelani Cho says Adventure Capitalist. Don't know what that is. Um, uh, Ed Hoffman says Envoy and Kenneth Edwards says Checkers. (laughs) That's fucking great. That was a massive amount of mailbag responses this week on on my page. Thank you guys for all that. I still got goats to do, but I think Charlie's got some more for us. Uh, yes, uh, I've got a whole, uh, whole another batch here over in the Players Club where we asked the question as well. Um, Carlton spoke up here and said, and said Fallout 4, a Sleeping Dogs, Rift, World of Warcraft, X3, Towns, Skyrim, real life. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I think he's still playing that. I hope he's still playing that one. Um, he's on Steam right now. He's still playing that one. Okay. Uh, Dan Purcell says, uh, beat the whole campaign in Dirt 3 and was disgusted with myself for trying so hard while hating it most of the time. Racing <laughs> games racing games with set courses and not much interaction with other cars are no fun. Um, Dan Hotkey says, I know I may catch flack for this, but the Metal Gear series is one of them. Uh, played Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 and the demo for Metal Gear Solid 3 and made me realize I didn't even like the series. Um, Carlton points out it's a good thing Nick isn't a host on the show because Nick is a big Metal Gear fan. Um, Mitch Tyo replies to Carlton and says, I'll grant you the third one. Or I guess he's replying to Dan. I'll grant you the third one, but I love the first two, then fell off the wagon until the Phantom Pain came out. I'll agree with that. Um, uh, Mitch Tao responds on his own and says Assassin's Creed 3. Yes, um, something like 10 hours of hand-holding, and then when the game actually sets you off on your own, <laughs> it isn't very fun. Um, also, stupid horses. Um, that's me. He didn't say it. I said that. Um, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Hamilton Lonzo alludes to the fact that, um, that, uh, that we, we did have this topic before um, in, the, in the group posted on the original question. Uh, but he's, So he says, are we just going to pretend that the original thread never happened? Fine. Fallout 4 Skyrim, which is, a, which is apparently his original answer. Um, 
and then um and then that that thread goes off in a weird direction um Lou Loman says, hate is a strong word, but yeah, probably Assassin's Creed, the original. Um, I played through the whole game, w waiting to learn how to parry and counter, only to discover about 10 minutes before the end that I'd had the ability basically the entire game. <laughs> was not happening. Um, uh, it's been a long time since I played that game, but I almost feel like I had sort of a similar, similar moment where I'm... I'm there, I don't know. I might just be suggesting to myself that it was that game because of your answer, Lou. But I, I, I've, I've had that experience in games before for sure, where I've gotten through like almost an entire game wanting to know or not having no idea that there was there was something I could do. I mean, Goat played through I, I believe almost the entirety of Bioshock Infinite without knowing that that he could manually change out his um his um his vigors. He, he had no, no idea. Yeah, he had no idea. <laughs> Like, whenever Crazy. he picked up a new one, that would just be the one he would use until he got another one. Like, somehow he just, he just managed to get through the, the, enti through the entire game without knowing that he could change them himself. It blew my mind. Um, <laughs> he, also, uh, he also references um, the article about No Man's Sky, where, um, yeah, so, so I guess we never said that. The article that we're referencing by Nathan Grayson on Kotaku that was the inspiration for this question, once again crediting Nathan, um, is, um, was based around the fact that he has put a, apparently put a whole bunch of time into No Man's Sky and, um, and uh, doesn't like it at all. And so, so that, that was why he asked the question in the first place. Um, so referencing... Referencing the fact that No Man's Sky was referenced, Mitch Tayo says, I think it's pretty cheap to throw No Man's Sky as a thumbnail for this topic. It's pretty clear from the onset what you'll be doing the entire game. It's not like they tease you into thinking it'll change drastically. Um, so just uh, just to, because I was mentioned, excuse me, mentioning it here. Um, but yeah. So yeah. That, that, that is, no, there were, there were original messages, uh, original replies on the original post. I'm not going to read those here just because people that might not have and it might not be okay with us mentioning reading them on the show. I don't know, but uh, we have enough <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so yeah. And then um, uh, John and uh, Goat got some replies to this over in his page, correct? Yeah, absolutely did. Um, so on Goat's page, uh, Carlton. <laughs> first of all, it, it bears noting because Carlton commented on all three of these posts. Um, but but when Goat reposted the mailbag for this week, he just said, "Answer this." Do it. And uh, Carlton's response was, "You're not my supervisor," which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> um dan dan did did say dan gave the same response um on on goat's page he he actually asked goat can i answer on all three posts just so i get it read it gets read three times <laughs> so in order to humor dan we're gonna go ahead and do it again i know i may catch flack for this but the metal gear series is one of them played metal gear solid one and two and the demo from metal gear solid three made me realize i didn't even like the series so this is three instances in which uh dan hlotke uh Damn, you broke my heart. You broke my heart. <laughs> you know, this is three times on the show that Dan, I've had to hear Dan say things that, that cut me deep in the heart. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's it. That's everything we had for the week here for, for mailbag responses. What a fucking like powerhouse chunk of mailbag responses from you guys. Thank you very much. And then a couple bonus responses here from the chat room uh, from people who are particip participating in the show live. Um, let's see. Um, so... Mark Fleming um, references No Man's Sky, even though I got the Platinum Trophy, Call of Duty, and I, I hate how repetitive they get. So, so Mark, you say you did not like No Man's Sky, even though you Platinum Trophied it. That's interesting. Um, let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, Mark also references most of the Assassin's Creed series. I don't know why I keep playing them. Um, let's see. Uh, and then... Um, Darcy says the... 
the immense frustration over trying to get skate. Oh, you have to collect the letters to get to spell out the word skate mm-hmm. in the levels of Tony Hawk, right? That's what she's that's referencing, right. and that okay. So it's that's why she had a problem with Tony Hawk is she found that mechanic to be difficult. Trying, oh yeah, trying to get all the achievements killed me. I threw my controller a few times. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So so thanks um, to everybody that uh, replied to our our uh, our uh, mailbag on social media, and then I do believe yes, we have a songbird email this week. Um, so songbird says, dear Technotronicron, someone maybe and Fallon Flynn. Um, uh, mailbag answer. While I can't say I don't ultimately regret, regret playing this game, it certainly has its moments when it makes me think nasty, 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 nasty. The game in question, which I'm somewhat hesitant to even mention due to its history, is Destiny. Uh, by the way, Charlie, they're after the bronies as they just added a color shader named Sparkle Pony. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Songbird, um, we, we welcome other fandoms that welcome us as well. So, um, so hooray. Um, uh, she continues, do you have a game that you played all the way through even though you knew it was a bad game, but you just had to play it for whatever reason? Example for me would be Yoshi's New Island. That game is nothing short of shallow. Um, yeah, I mean Final Fantasy Thirteen. I mean the uh, the reviews of that game were pretty much pretty much told me what to expect, and they weren't wrong. And I played it because it had Final Fantasy in the name. I don't know if I, I don't know if I qualifies as I had to play it, um, but um, but yeah, that I mean, that's basically yeah, my yeah. situation. Um, the first, well, do you guys remember Dark Void? That was the jetpack weird game. It was game, a jetpack right? game yeah. where it had a sense of verticality to it, and they promised yeah. a lot of things, and then when it hit release, it looked totally different and played like total fucking shit. Um, that one, that one was one, and another one were um, both of the the first the first two Army of Two games. I played both of those, even though I knew they were bad games. I, I just, I don't know, man. I wanted them to be good, and they weren't. Mm. Okay. Um, Songbird continues. Just um, curious, considering its birthday was this past week, do you, did you know, know anyone who played the Sega Dreamcast back when it came out? Yes, I owned one. Um, do you have any impressions on it? And if Sega was still a console contender, just how different do you think things would be compared to now? Um, so, so Songbird, yes, I, 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 I so uh, I got a Dreamcast um, on layaway at Walmart, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, so it was it was I call it a launch day console, even though I didn't have it for a few months until after it came out, just because I was a broke ass. Um, but um, but yes, I, I I did have a Dreamcast relatively uh, early into its into its existence. Um, and I mean, for what it was, it was the the problem is that it was ahead of its time. It was trying to do things that we're not ready to be done. Like it was, it was based, I believe it was the first console to, to be capable of an internet connection. Um, it came, I believe it came in the box with like a 56 K modem, if I remember correctly. And then you could like upgrade it to a network adapter. I might be making some of this up, but I swear to God, this is <laughs> right. Um, you could upgrade to a network adapter to get on your network, but otherwise it would, it would just have, it had a built in dial up modem, which was kind of a crazy thing in the day. Um, I think I'm pretty sure. I hope I got, I'm saying this right. Um, and um, like one of the first games that that was that took advantage of that was Choo Choo Rocket, if I remember correctly. Um, <laughs> I know, a huge like game. A winner. I know. Sounds like a winner. With stuff like that, it, you know, it, it, it there there is there is there is wisdom to starting small sometimes. Um, and uh, you know, just because it's it's kind of when you're talking about treading new territory and all that. And um, you know, the uh, and, but you know, it just. 
like I, I'm sure the majority of people when you just heard me say came with a 56k modem were laughing because what the hell kind of gaming can you do over a 56k modem? The answer is you can't. That is but, correct. That yeah. is the only answer. Yeah. So so they were trying to do something that just kind of couldn't be done with what with the tools that they had available to them. The other thing, though, I mean, I don't mean to describe this like you've never seen a Dreamcast in person, but just in case maybe you haven't, um, the, the 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 one of the best things about the Dreamcast was the memory units. Like, so this is back when you had to have memory cards for for your consoles, right? It just didn't all save it like on an internal hard drive, like with the PlayStation and um, and the original and uh, and uh, like with the PlayStation, you had like a memory card you had use the dreamcast memory cards funky things where they i forget what they called virtual them. memory units virtual VMUs. memory units vmus yeah. and it plugged into the controller john while i'm talking could you pull up a picture just to throw up on the screen while i'm yes. talking well, um, yes i can so um it uh in the controller it had like the memory card actually plugged into the controller, not on the console, which was what was typical, of course. And but it was like a little like if you if you can kind of imagine, and I, and I reference this because this is one of the common uses. If you can kind of imagine one of those little like black and white screen like Tamagotchi pets, like like little pocket pets, it was basically that built into the memory unit, and that was just crazy. Like nobody had ever done anything like that before. Like we had a whole show last week talking about Nintendo gimmicks. This was like one of the gimmicks to end all gimmicks as far as like that that time was concerned. Right, like this, 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 this was just wacky. So yeah, here it is. I, I've yeah. got it pulled up right now. This so is the virtual a, memory unit. This is the memory card Yeah. for the Dreamcast. Now I think they, they had some that didn't have the screen built into it, but I mean like nobody cared about that. Yeah, nobody, nobody wanted those. And there's like, you see this little dividing line, there's a little piece of plastic in a circle at the top. Yeah. Yep. That little circle is for you to put your thumb on. You would pull that, that piece of plastic off the top and it had like it had the little uh, uh, um, like pin reader that you would use to plug it into the top. You would flip it upside down and then stick it into the top of the controller, and then that little screen would would serve as like it would do a, a few different things depending on what you were playing. And then you could take little mini games with you. It was it was one of the first like second screen experiences. Like while yeah. you were playing some games, you might have like a health bar like on your controller or something like that. Which is, I mean, for the time, was just crazy. This I think was... most people played this this little Sonic mini game where you had to take the the little chows and and you had to breed them and you know. Which, it was basically a virtual pet kind of yeah, situation, but yeah, there was that. There was a there was a there was a Chocobo one that was supposed to come out but never did, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, at least not yeah. in the U.S. Out in in Japan, but it never made it over to the U.S., um, which I know, which a lot of people are looking forward to. Anyways, I didn't. Uh, this I'm way off, way off your question here. Um, but um, I'm saying all this because, in in order to answer your question, was which is when you when you ask like, uh, do you have any impressions on it? Uh, the, my impressions on it, if you can't tell from hearing me talk about it, is that it was kind of it was kind of revolutionary, but it was way ahead of its time. Like they just it, it was you know it just. The, you know, in my in my opinion, they should have just come out with just like another typical game console and kind of like baked these ideas in the oven a little bit longer until both the ecosystem in terms of network connectivity and things like that, and just just sort of everything else are more ready to take advantage of this stuff. And maybe maybe then it might have done better. Um, if um, so, with the second part of your question, um, well, uh, oh, so well, so before that, John, did did you own a Dreamcast? I I did and do. It's actually right behind me. Oh, excellent. Um, I, yeah, I foolishly sold mine. I wish I had. That was a dumb thing I did. I actually own two. One of them doesn't work anymore. Ah. And um, um, 
And I mean, Shenmue, I mean, you know, Shenmue. I, I'm saying it right now. I'll behave. I'll behave. Um, which by the way, really quick, since, since you just brought up Shenmue, brief update. Uh, I actually spoke on the phone to our friend, uh, Ryan on who is halfway through his basic military training in the air force. He got to call me on, on Monday on Memorial day this last week. He's fucking miserable. Um, he, he's, <laughs> it's, I can't even explain it. He's just, I'll, I'll talk about it another time when he gets out, but he told me to tell everybody on team Gamerhead Hi. Um, you know, so Ryan be well. Yes, yes, indeed. Proceed. Anyways. Yes. I owned a drink Dreamcast. I love my Dreamcast. My brother and I played an obscene amount of power stone on it. Jedi power battles. Um, God, oh, yeah. if you can power stone was a super fun, like, uh, like, 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 like three quarter view down, like fighting game with depth. Like it's, I, I don't yeah. even know. It's, yeah. And you know what it is? Game like it. It, it, it's almost like, if you took something like Smash Brothers and made it completely three dimensional with like a big open map where you could pick up things and swing at each other, and that's the only way I can relate it to Smash Brothers. You can pick up items and hit each other with them, and you could swing around like light poles and kick each other. And then yeah, it was um, like if Smash Brothers was players. an arena fighting game. It was a four player fighting game. It was yeah. so much fucking fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I that was a really good game. Up, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. God, that there is like we've had shows in the past about, about properties we wish they'd bring back. Mm-hmm belated answer to that question yeah make another power stone yeah game, i would please. totally play that um and then uh resident evil code veronica was on there and that was a an exclusive title and it was graphically at the time it's very amazing uh god man i might actually crack that open and go play some dreamcast games soon jesus <laughs> yeah um so 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 somber we were clearly both fans <laughs> um yes and then um if sega was still a console contender just how different do you think things would be compared to now um i i Okay, so I have a hard time answering this question because I don't. I have trouble imagining a reality in which Sega would still be making consoles. I, like this, this market as it stands, I don't think is big enough to support four console makers. Um, I think it's it's barely big enough to support the three that that we have now. I think. I mean, Nintendo is this, this next console. I think is going to be a. a, a a, a, a deciding moment in in, the, in their company's history. Like when, when we look back on it later, um, this may be the last Nintendo console. I don't know, but um, um, yeah, I, I I have a real hard time trying to picture what a what a four console ecosystem in in today's world would look like. Um, God, John, do you have an answer for this? Yeah, I, I honestly because because they were always toe to toe and duking it out. I think this is what I think would have happened. I think that eventually Sony and Microsoft would have found their way to where they are anyways and and would have positioned themselves into a place where they would be primarily duking it out for most of the real estate. But instead of Nintendo um, just swinging like an angry drunk in a fucking alleyway at the other two, I think it would be be Sega and Nintendo duking it out with each other. I think those two would still be... Like for a third, you think? Yeah, man. I think that they would both be trying to outdo each other, and and I certainly think Sonic would have seen a better treatment than he's gotten in the last decade. Yes, because even though they weren't doing great things with him by the end of that console's life cycle, I I think they would have found a way by now if they were still manufacturing consoles. They don't take Sonic seriously because Sonic's not moving hardware for them. Sonic just makes a little money for them, and you you know whether or not those games are any good, Mm. they still make money for Sega. You know what I mean? So it's I don't know. I think that I think that if they were still manufacturing consoles, they would be primarily um, fighting with Nintendo still. Yeah, you have you have a good point there. If 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 
Sonic was resp- was tasked basically with with moving consoles for them. I imagine that they would be paying, giving him more of a due. So that, oh, that makes sense. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah, he's just, if just selling software for them to keep money in their coffers, that's all they're doing with Sonic now. Is yeah. capitalizing on a brand. That's it. Yep. Good point. Um, yeah, it's not, I'm gonna I'm gonna mostly agree with John's answer there. Um, I definitely don't. I I definitely do not believe we would be seeing Sonic be showing up in these other games, like 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 uh, Sonic and Mario at the Olympics or in the you know, Smash or whatever. But um, um, yeah, so I guess that's that's sort of that's that's sort of a given though. Um, also of note, um, just uh, I, I meant to post on it at, uh, on the day, but um, I didn't get I, I just didn't get a chance to. But two days ago, as of today of recording, September 9th, not only was the Dreamcast birthday, but also was the original PlayStation's birthday. Different years, obviously, but the fact that they both came out on nine nine, I think it's kind of funny. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the the other day, why nine? Hmm? Go ahead. I was gonna say the 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 other reason why nine nine sticks out in my head, specifically nine nine ninety nine, is um, that was also the year um, uh, where uh, the MTV Video Music Awards played. And the nine ish and the nine ish ales, Christ Charlie. I'm at you that old out. fucker. Nobody's ever gonna hear me say that again. <laughs> uh, good lord. Um, where nine ish nails came on and they played um the fragile off of their forthcoming CD, which yeah. was you know five years after they had released the proper album. So yeah, that was that was kind of a big deal. But, uh, you were gonna um, say something else? I was gonna say there's a technically another birthday. Um so I, I did the math on this because I just out of curiosity and it seems very strange to me because I, I sometimes it feels like just yesterday that I joined this show. But episode 185 is actually my my Gamerhead Radio birthday. I did the math on it. I have now officially been on this show for longer than than VJ was, than Viking Jesus was. I have now been a fixture for Gamerhead Radio for exactly one episode more in ter- total time length. Than he was over time, which is not like any sort of slight against VJ, just so much as a like, I can't believe I haven't been here for that long now. Um, I can't believe I've been a part of the show now for that long. You know, it just blows my fucking mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so it's, it's, it's not, it's not your birthday yeah. because the, the first show of the new year would be your birthday. Yeah. I mean, as far as that goes, as far as, as far as that, or, or is this the anniversary of when you were very, very, very first on the show? Well, no, this is, this is that episode plus the very first episode that I was on forward. Because I, I joined the show, um, you know, I joined the show. I mean, I, on, I, I get that you're saying just nor, number of episodes. Number of episodes. That's what okay. I'm talking about. Got yeah. It. Not my birthday in terms of like, you know, the show, but it's not the your anniversary of, or whatever. Yeah. The anniversary. Okay. The number of episodes that I've participated in over time now exactly numbers one more than, uh, you know, Viking Jesus, Mike Nemitz. It was just fascinating to me because I remember just like that, like yesterday when I joined the show as a guest. And then, you know, the first time I stepped foot into the studio that Charlie's sitting in there. And then when when we kind of hashed out the deal for me to come be part of the show, man, and I got to tell you, even though I'm not going to throw myself a fucking ticker tape parade, it's very awesome that I've been able to do this with you guys, you know, and, and for you guys listening and watching. But, you know, uh, it doesn't it doesn't get said often enough, especially during the show and on the air. But Charlie and Goat are two of the best people I know on this planet. You know, some of the, the, the best friends that I have. And Charlie, uh, Charlie and, and Goat have both made me feel like a like a million bucks, man. And then some so. Well, then we're doing our job. Um, that's uh, that, that's awesome, John. That that that's really cool. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, Songbird has one more question for us, and in it, she insults your choice of um, news stories for the week, John. Um, she says, "I'm sure you've talked about the whole interplay IP sell-off, and if not, what the hell are you doing, John?" 
No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do it for this week because I actually wanted to save that for next week um, because I wanted to kind of talk about those games a little bit. So that was something I was going to talk with Charlie about on uh, after after the show off the okay. air. But but yeah, it, it, spoiler alert for next week. Uh, you know, a portion of what we're going to be talking about is an interplay. <laughs> Um, well then, well, so here, here's the rest of her question. Um, I haven't read this. I haven't pre-read this. So she says, uh, anyways, you've probably talked about who should purchase some of these IPs, but let's say the worst scenario happens and someone you wouldn't have wanted to buy them did. How do you think they would implement said, said game to their design? Okay. So with considering John, you just said that we're going to be talking about the, the story next week. Songbird's question next week, so that it's in context, and we have all sure. this in our heads. Sure, sure. So, um, so Songbird, sorry to delay the answer to your question, yeah, but yeah, um, sure. in, in in the course of the, the show, it'll make more sense having it after we actually talk about the story. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, apologies, we didn't have it in, in the cut this week, but I guess yeah. Well, I just didn't. Kind of I didn't want to take it and cram it into like because it was going to be the number one news story for the week, but I didn't want to cram Interplay's history and all of those games into like two minutes of discussion and then you know, move it on. To be fair, it's never two minutes. We always talk for fucking 15 minutes, but I didn't want to, you know, I kind of felt like the, with the history of that company and some of the games that we've likely all probably played a lot of, it would, you know, kind of warrant more discussion uh, than just squishing it down like that. So yeah, that was my motivation for, for holding off for a little bit longer to talk about that, but good eye okay. song. Very, very good. eye. Okay. And, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll answer your question the next week. So with that being said, thank you everybody who responded to the social media questions, as I already said. And again, thank you, Songbird, to your email. Absolutely. Um, the, uh, and also thanks to everybody that's been participating in the chat room. Uh, more, it, it gets more and more every week. And so um, I'm glad that you guys are taking advantage of the chat and actually communic- you know, conversing with us as the show goes on. That's awesome. Yes, yes. Um, I, I promised my friend Calvin, I don't mean to cut you off, Charlie, but I promised my friend Cal that I would share something on the show here um, because he literally oh, yeah. messaged me with this and said, please share this on your stream. Um, and then I opened it, and I was just like, oh, God. Um, apparently, I don't know if this is real or not, but you can buy some Chuck Norris action pants What? for only nineteen ninety five. These what? are the Chuck Norris action pants. And <laughs> those are just short no, They're shorts. just jorts, man. <laughs> I, put, your, put your phone down, John. Um, go, hold on. Goats like hey, Chuck Norris. Uh, make sure you wash your balls after the show. <laughs> so there you go, Cal. I hope you're fucking happy. You jerk ass. Oh God. Um. Well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 so that's that. it. That, I mean, it was entirely had nothing to do with the show, but I, I promised them we would do that. So. Well, that just happened. Um. Okay. Are so you not entertained. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Um. So for, me- for, for, for a mailbag for next week, um, like we mentioned earlier on the show, um, our question is, is so with this, with this forthcoming um, Mario, uh, Mario Run, I think it's called, right? Um, yes. uh, Mario Run um, uh, mobile game. Uh, what do you think is the correct price point for that? And, um, and just to sort of expand on a little bit. So, so question one is, what would you pay for, for this Mario mobile game? As, as given what we know about it so far, if, if you're not sure, just go look up the trailer. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then part B to that question is, is um, I think we probably covered this before, but it's, it's, it's appropriate to bring it up again now. Uh, what properties do you think would make good mobile games from, um, from Nintendo, that, um, aside from the obvious Mario and Pokemon thing that they've already done? Like, what do you think would make um, other good games? Um, 
So that's going to be our mailbag question for next week. Um, it sounds like our feature for next week is going to be talking about um, this whole interplay thing and uh, property sell-off and what we think what, what we think some good uh, some good uh, um, acquisitions and horrible acquisitions could come out of that scenario. So that'll be our feature for next week. Um, and so, um, uh, John, is there anything you'd like to talk about that you have coming up on your calendar? Yes. Um, rather suddenly and from out of nowhere, um, V Surveillance is booked a show at the Bottom Lounge. Um, we're going to be playing uh, this coming Saturday on uh, September the seventeenth. Um, it's it's this is oh, going to wow, be man, that was short notice. Yeah, yeah, it was really like we've we've known for maybe f- the last five days, you know. So it's not like enough to really do much. And um, there was some speculation as to whether or not I was going to play this show, uh, which makes it a bit of an oddball thing because the the person who handles the booking there and uh, the person who wanted us. Um, on very short notice needed somebody to fill in as a pinch hitter for a couple of just like purely electronic like acts, no rock and roll related anything. Um, and he knows that we're capable of doing it that way. And so there was some discussion about whether or not it was going to be, um, you know, our, our new villain, my brother, and then me behind a keyboard for actually for the set, um, which is something that a lot of people don't realize we have the capability to do that. I have the capability to do. Um, but we, we talked to them about it and I'm just going to play guitar. I might hop behind the keyboard for a couple of songs, but uh, there was kind of this need to fill it and maybe not freak the audience out because it's not our usual audience. And it's there, they're there to see electronic acts. You know, I, I don't necessarily think DJs, but um, you know, bands or acts that are not bands, rock bands, you know what I mean? So there was a discussion about how to approach that and maybe presenting Vs for Villains in a sort of different way so that we could shoehorn into that act and do this guy a favor and do the booking for him. Um, but we're, we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and do it on guitar and we're going to see what the fuck happens. Who are, um, who are you playing with? Um, let me double check and see really quick here. I, I know that sounds really fucking awful, uh, but I've been so busy this week. Well, it's it. You haven't <laughs> known about it for very long, so I think you can be forgiven on that. that well, while John's pulling that up, I'll, I'll, I'll just say on my side of things. Um, uh, so on you know, my weekly Cider Fest you know, uh, future update, um, um, so we've uh, we've got all our guests announced, and we have our now our musicians announced. Our vendors have all been announced, um, and so the next is our community guests. And so we're going to be getting into um, announcing some of the community guests that are popular in the fandom. Um, some of them will not be surprises. Some of them will, um, you know, the uh, well, I'll, you know, the, the um, you know, ho- hopefully there will be a good enough variety for people that are in the fandom to uh, want to come and meet some of these people because um, they're 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 talented, funny, yada yada yada. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's it. That's that's everything in mind. So, John, what do you got? Um, so, we're we're going to be playing with Fire It Up, Goodnight Criminals, and David Costa. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know who any of these people are. Um, not not as any sort of a discredit to them, but you know, I it doesn't, it doesn't sound like it's your normal ballpark. No, not at all. That's the thing. It's it's my my. A lot of people don't know this outside of these villains. I listen to a lot of music, but I listen to a shitload of metal. Like, I'm a fucking prog metal guy. Um, prog metal, and you know, like. Definitely electronically influenced music, a lot of Depeche Mode and um, just stuff inside of that wheelhouse. But I listen to a lot of metal. So modern, like like EDM artists, and like I don't keep up with any of that shit. It's just not my bag. Um, so I don't know. These may be EDM artists. I'll check them out and see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be playing on the on the 17th. Uh, the show starts at 8 p.m. It's going to be running to 11 p.m. Um, you know, and we're, we're on second in the lineup. You know, make sure you come early and just catch everybody if you're going to pay for the ticket. But, uh, you know, normally V.S. Freelance does pre-sale tickets for Bottom Lounge. They didn't want us to. They didn't want any of the bands on the bill to do pre-sales this time, which is a fucking relief for us. So um, just come and catch the show. Buy at the door and come hang out with us this Saturday. You're going to get to see our new villain. You're going to get to hear a new song. 
um, a, a brand new song called Say Please, which is really cool. Um, and then you're going to see a, a very new show, something kind of different from us that you've not really seen. So that's it. Good times. Okay. Um, yeah. So then, uh, so that's, that's what we have coming up. And so um, with all that being said, uh, again, once, uh, once again, thank you very much for watching, listening, uh, participating, chatting, responding, all of the above and go to, uh, thanks for checking in with us. Hopefully uh, he will be on the show next week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I am at T-E-K Charlie. Uh, John is at the Fallon Flynn, and Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. Follow him for his tour antics on both Twitter and Instagram. He gets very active on Instagram when he's on tour. Um, <laughs> uh, you can call and leave us a voicemail at 94926Gamer, or you can email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com. Uh, you can download the official GamerHead Radio app on uh, Android devices from the Google Play Store, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes, um, Stitcher Radio, um, YouTube, uh, Tune in, uh, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Um, we uh, do our best to broadcast live every Sunday night um, at 8 p.m. Central here on YouTube. Um, and the audio version should be coming out Tuesday like usual. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, once again, this has been Gamerhead Radio. John just froze up. He may, I know John was having internet issues earlier, so he may have just lost his connection. Um, and um, I believe that is what just happened. So we're going to hang out. We're going to wait for John to come back onto the stream here. Hi, how's it going? Um, so my name's Charlie. Um, they, 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 they call me the Technotronicorn around these parts. Um, I was given that nickname by one of our famous, um, um, literally famous uh, frequent listeners, Songbird. Um, I believe I, I believe that she has listened to almost every episode because she has responded uh, via email to almost every single mailbag. Number one fan. Um, hi, Songbird. And, um, and uh, yeah, so... Um, I'm a Pisces. Um, I uh, I guess I like long walks on the beach, although I don't like getting sand between my toes. So I um, I uh, I, uh, I I might I don't know I I might wear sneakers on the beach. I know is that a faux pas? Is that not something you're supposed to do? It seems like it might be a bad idea. I don't know. Um, just you know, I like the sand. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. Um, uh, I like I like Chinese food. Um, um, I like uh, I like pizza, but who doesn't like pizza? Um, <laughs> I'm actually very thirsty right now. Come to think of it, I'm certainly not going to walk away while I'm the only person here entertaining. Probably the one person that's sitting here watching me talk. Hi, whoever you are. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, John, I uh, really could use you coming back here. Um, so um, I uh, I mostly play on Xbox One. Um, I. Um, um, I do play on PlayStation 4 a little bit. Um, I do have a Wii U. I haven't touched it in a while. Uh, I need to get back to... Um, I, I, I will almost certainly will be playing um, the new Zelda on it when it eventually comes out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I used to have a 3DS and a PSP. Um, sold them both because I never played them. Um, I do some, you know, mobile gaming sometimes. And, um, 
Um, I, I have both an Android phone and an iPad, so I, I, I poke around with both of those. Um, my iPad is basically my personal assistant. It regularly leaves my side. Um, and uh, do, 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 do. John, thank God you're back. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> 